All right, and we're live here at the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Ty Chaman. Hey, everybody. Return, and the return of Paul McGinnis. It's a very good cool shirt. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, and the good folks of Slasher Days of Summer, which is right there in the corner of the show. So, uh, which is a, it's a, it's a oh, catchy wait, name. Like, yep. To me, it's up there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, on mine it's right, right above Ty, so I'm not yep. sure where it is for. You. All right. So, <laughs> for people not aware, and uh, a lot of people were already because uh, the the crowdfunding is doing well the first day. Knock on wood. We want to put a you know jinx on it. Uh, can you give them people an idea of what Slasher Days of Summer is? Uh yeah. So this was a production that um right after. Little Green People, we premiered last year, we won Best Western New York Feature. Um, I had an idea of, like, every time you're after you're done with one film, you're, like, keep thinking of, like, okay, well, what's next? And I always loved films like Scary Movie and basically any, like, horror comedy. Um, Evil Dead, Evil, like, Army of Darkness, so on. That kind of what helped push this into this of wanting to do another horror comedy. If you guys remember, I used to do not another monster movie, that that was my first time working with Paul McGinnis as Kevin, the officer, and he got to fight a couple vampires. <laughs> and anyways, um, I thought, like, okay, what's a story that could be kind of original to my story writing style of, like, comedy, but what's something that's also been done basically a thousand times before? So I thought, you know what, I wanted to do... Originally, it was going to be a sci-fi comedy called Sci-Fi Days of Summer. And I think I mentioned that to Paul, like, once or twice. And mm -hmm. then I'm like, okay, like, I really want to lean towards horror on this one. So that's when it became Slasher Days of Summer. And that kind of birthed in the end of August of last year, going into September. Um, I didn't have anybody set to go on the project. It was more of like, hey, Paul, I got another gig for you. <laughs> kind of thing. We don't know what budget's going to be. We don't know how big it's going to be, but he jumped out immediately, like a like a look a person looking for a floating door after the Titanic. <laughs> so, well, I'm glad um, you're still here with us. Yes, yes. <laughs> he could swim, <laughs> and he could float. Knocked her off that door and climbed right on. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, I I wrote a draft. Um, after I kind of started shaping of what we wanted it to look like, I got Chris Ski involved to direct again. She came through and co-wrote and made changes and ups and paced the comedy and stuff how we hoped. And a lot of people that we worked with before from like Little Green People and our previous films like Monster Movie and even the Alive series, that that's what started with me 10 years ago. Um, I'm super happy we got like three of those people involved in this. Um... We just slowly been leveling and leveling up, and yeah, um, yesterday we launched our Indiegogo campaign. Um, within roughly thirty six hours now, we have raised four thousand seven hundred and fifty seven dollars. Sweet. And yeah, we've upgraded our cameras. We hired a fantastic crew. We have Chris Cosgrave, who was Greg Lamberson's director of photography for Guns of Eden. Um, we also have Hope Mule Bauer and Alex Frank. They shot Lydia Falls, which they were um, 
award winners for that Severed Limbs Film Festival for the last season. Oh, nice. We got them on crew, and it's just and really fun. three of the top, three of the top uh, technical people in Buffalo, in my opinion. Yeah. So without a doubt, we got them hooked on board. We got everybody's rates locked in, and we are just ready to shoot the damn thing. We've been practicing with equipment, learning the new cameras, learning the new lights, the sound gear. Um, basically just meeting up for like, it came down to calling it like eight hour workshops of just making sure we like our gear before just saying like, okay, we got this, let's use this tomorrow kind of thing. Like, no, we want to make sure we got it right. So yeah, it's been pretty fantastic. We have a great killer for the film, uh, Eugene Bolfill. He's actually a personal trainer, a couple of us in the production. Uh, he likes to kick, kick our ass about Monday through Wednesday at the gym. <laughs> Putting us through some things. We're gonna. Have I've some noticed funny on your Facebook, yeah, you're posting a lot of, uh, you know, like the, the beefcake photos. Yeah, the um, we have a lot of funny things planned for like gym photos and so on, as him as the killer with an axe and and so on. We'll we'll get to that another point in the road, but yeah, this has been a really really good production starting out with. And oh yeah, someone commented. I it so the website's just different. It like shows like a brief message or a comment yeah i saw that too i was like who's that guy? i yeah. was like waving at him like hi <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um but yeah paul did you want to go into how you got involved aside from me uh, well uh I, I like ty had said i've worked with him in the past couple of productions and um you're selling yourself short time because i remember the, the the gem of the idea like that when, when you were and i i've been watching it evolve little by little and Every once in a while, we'd be on, on set, and you said, you know, it'd be funny, and you'd throw a joke my way, and I'd be like, yeah, that, that would be funny. So, um, basically, I was like, if he's doing this, before you even ask me, I'm like, he's doing this. I'm, 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 I'm going to worm my way into this project. I'm going to, I don't know what I have to do. Uh, and then when you asked me, I, 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 you know, I played it coy. I was like, hmm, I'll, I'll, think, I'll think about it. Mm. But, yeah, I, absolutely, after working... Uh, not just with you, but uh, Kristen Skeet, who uh, probably the I, I've seen her stuff, and she first of all elevates good into greatness every time I've seen her about doing her own stuff. She's she's amazing, a very intelligent person, and uh, um, I wrote a short film at the beginning of the year that I have to shoot, and based on I have motorcycles. I don't know if you guys hear that. Sorry. Um, based on, you know, other suggestions, I'm like, Hey, Kristen, could you, uh, take a look at this? And she just didn't even, wasn't even asked. She, she reformatted it because I it was horribly formatted because my, uh, my script writing software went kaput. So I just had to do it on a word, but I needed to get it down. And she perfectly formatted, made a cut without even asking. She made a couple minor adjustments that I was like, Oh, that's better. Oh, like just, <laughs> Little things, and I was like, "Holy cow, she is she is so smart, but so humble about it." And uh, I mean, something simple as the two characters. She had the one character say like her full name when she's yelling at her. And I was like, "Well, that's a smart thing because you know when you're getting yelled at, it's like Ty Andreas Shaman. I don't know if that's who you. <laughs> you're, you you totally go full. You mean name. business then, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And uh, I have five names, little known facts. When I when my mom got through all five, I knew I was I was in trouble. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, 
with her involved. I can't fit all that on the banner. It's too much. You can't. It's fine. That's fine. I won't. But that's that's a whole trivia. Um, and I, I, like I said, when I heard that uh, Chris Cosgrave, who is going to be helping me on my short, and he's worked with with um, Greg, and I've seen his technical know-how just blows me away. Uh, how good he is, and then um, Hope is a young up and comer, and I've seen her like chilled when she was a child making these films and she's in her what mid to late teens now and i'm like how dare you be this talented at that age she's just you know and then i i've been done a couple projects where i she's come across aboard as the camera person as well um, along with her partner and they're just they're both amazing so we've got such a team of talented behind the camera uh not even counting the actors so i'm just i'm thrilled to be a part of this and uh, so, Ty, when you're you know Ty giving like the gist of it, and you're saying something yeah. that's been done before, but you want to, so you know, there's been horror comedies and stuff, so uh, people like that, but uh, and with slashers, so what what do you do to make it stand out and make it different? It's more of okay, so when forming the story and so on like that, because like if you you've seen the previous stuff, like I know you saw Monster Movie, Little Green People, I like doing ensemble cast comedies um so i kept thinking like okay like what's a good setting for a horror film i'm kept thinking like you know like friday the 13th was never really trying to like take advantage of like from an indie perspective as a comedy so we kind of kept playing with that idea and then there's more twists in the film so like flat out we've been advertising eugene bullfield is the killer but we've been also introducing and writing characters that are just so weird that you think they would be a suspect kind of thing into the film. And I know that's been done a couple times, though, but it's more of just this being a Western New York original feature film for the area and seeing all the cast and stuff. We haven't really seen anything on this level done in this area for this kind of story. So it's kind of along the lines with that and and so on, if that makes sense. Um, a lot of people, uh, Greg Lamberson mentioned that he sees mine as a lot of like Monty Python style comedy writing. And he told me to stick with that about six years ago. And I've stuck with it ever since. So when I think Monty Python too, I also think very over the top gore. So is that something that will be in a slasher days of summer? Absolutely. And Paul McGinnis is involved in one of those scenes. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple without giving any spoilers, and I won't. But I, I know there's a couple other twists that, honestly, if I as as a horror fan and a comedy fan myself, I was just like, oh, this this is so fun. It's like things that people will not suspect coming, and when they're happening, it's just going to be like that shock hilarity kind of deal that um, uh, Ty is very good with. It's only yeah. a flesh wound. Exactly. Something like that. Something like that. Okay. Antoine Howard says uh, he cannot wait to see it. Awesome. Thank you, Antoine, for helping me out. He's my co-worker. Oh, very cool. Oh. He's one of my Dean favorite co-workers, just so you know. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad he yeah. wasn't like one you really hate. He shares all my stuff online, so this is really good. <laughs> so uh, who's in charge of the effects? So that's where we ran into... A head bump, but I used to do special effects for a couple previous films along line with other people's projects and local events. So 
kind of like not trying to do the one man army thing. I entirely stepped away from all the camera work on this project. Uh, everyone's known me for my last features. I was always the DP and co-director. This one, I completely stepped back. I am only focusing on production managing, um, sound and special effects. Um, the last time the crew met up um, about a week and a half ago, um, we got to see most of our makeup here basically laid out on display and worked around, okay, like, how do we want to do bruises? How do we want to do blood spatters, blood pumps? So on, like, that open wounds latex, uh, scar putty, and it looks like me and Hope Mulebauer are going to be running special effects as well as at least two other different departments while Kristen directs and Alex works with Chris and stuff for the cameras. Now, did, um, you talked about you know it's it's a local uh, lo- local actors and stuff. Did you meet all of them through Buffalo Dreams, or did you know would, of them another way? I would say about eighty to ninety percent of that. So there's like I said, the two or three people I met at the start of my career a decade ago. Somehow they're still here with me. I don't know why. I'm a psycho, but <laughs> but yeah, I um, ever since I've been attending. That's the one thing I could highly recommend to anyone looking, whether if they've been in film for a while or just starting or just want to make new connections, is just go to film festivals. Like, mm-hmm. that's actually, because, yeah, you remember, that's how I met you at Buffalo Dreams when you were there before. And look at where we are now. This is like my sixth or seventh time on the show. So, <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, I've made so many network connections. Like, we have Chad Ridgely involved and. He just won Best Film for Canes for his film, Self-Isolation. So we're extremely excited to work with him on Slasher Days, and we're really happy to get him into the area. Um, and, yeah, it's just been so much networking. And the, the cool thing is, like, say if you're, you go to a film festival, you don't have anything to submit, but you still have the chance to talk to those attending directors and crew to learn from their projects in person, and then just building those connections from there and becoming friends over time. Like, that's right. how we met Richard Roundtree, too, and he's based in the UK, and he, it's just... Yeah. Knowing him for the past four years has just been a fantastic friendship. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I'm a big advocate of, of the festivals, and I don't want to use the term smaller festival, but um, there is, like, a, a better community feel when it's, like, a one-screen festival as opposed to, like, a, a Fright Fest is very cool in London, but, uh, you know, it's, like, 12 screens, so... It's a big deal, but you're not really with everybody watching everything together. Where I think, like, yeah. uh, uh, Buffalo, uh, my local one, Boston Underground Film Festival, South uh, mm-hmm. Texas, well, those, uh, there's a real communal fuel because uh, there's a lot of the same people that come. And yeah. then, you know, people come and go for, from other areas. 100, 110% agree to that. Like, when uh, Killer Rack was playing the festivals, I got to kind of see the variety and. I I been I was at so many festivals that were more like conventions with festivals like little tiny rooms that maybe three or four people went into. So you go to those things and it didn't feel like like okay we were just like a sideshow of you know someone coming to me and Kane Hatter kind of deal. Wherein you know Buffalo Dreams or I mean I Shock Stock up in London uh, Ontario and other like films that I. Uh, I thought, okay, they care about the filmmakers, they care about the movies, uh, the filmmakers all supported each other. It's like, oh, I want to, you know, and that's one of the things I really love about Buffalo Dreams as well is it really, really puts the filmmakers up front and you get people coming from all over the world. And I tell people, like, just come support, show show them 
the love that they deserve. And we've got some pretty big people at, at Buffalo Dreams. And uh, I, I, Greg always justifiably puts them up and really gives them the respect they deserve. Mm. He's yeah, probably uh, watching this, sitting back with a drink just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, uh, yeah. I always think Greg's one of the best at, uh, at the Q and A's too, because he comes, uh, he's been a, he's been a lifelong independent filmmaker. So he knows yeah. a lot of stuff that some other people would know, think of to even ask, um, like, uh, distribution questions and you know just getting a film made on an independent level and still maintaining a life because he's you know he's got a family and everything so mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of things that uh people might not think about i also like to congratulate him on joining the producers guild of america i know it has been done too too much in public or anything like that at least i haven't seen him that much so but that is a really proud thing for him to do that's a really cool mm -hmm. thing uh, Golden Groves, Paul's nickname in high school was Buffalo Dreams. Okay, that's an in-joke. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden's a friend of mine, also a filmmaker uh, of the September Brothers. I've done some, some great work with them. And uh, whenever they say something, I'll throw out that, oh, that was my nickname and an insert here. That's one of my favorite <laughs> jokes is, like, I've got some, I have a Slippery Eel. And Slippery Eel was my nickname in high school or something random like that. So that's why... Well, that's very good. Now people can think like, uh, what was what was happening with Paul in, in high school? It's right, right. <laughs> that's I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle. <laughs> That'll be a horror comedy of its own making. <laughs> Paul in high school, yeah. Yep. So we'll I there. I think I'll, it's not always true, but um, a lot a lot of my favorite horror comedies, like the horror, also really works in them, like Return of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. uh, American World from London. So if you have the really cool uh, uh, kills, uh, is that the idea too? Like the the kills will also be, you know, like could work as a horror movie. Oh, definitely. There's going to be a good amount of jump scares that we have planned and everything like that. There's. It's also I'm not sure if you, you and the viewers who are watching this right now have seen Eugene Bolfell. He is jacked. Like he is Dwayne Johnson, a buffalo kind of thing. So him coming through the woods silently with an axe is going to be quite. <laughs> Quite scary and overpowering yeah. and everything. Uh, uh, I, I should post a uh, picture of this. It, it, uh, if I had one ready, I would. If I was more okay. prepared, but... It's okay. We, we didn't know the electricity issue or anything. No, so. I didn't either. It is, uh, it's all good. But we're here, which is uh, is what yeah. we're happy about. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead, but uh, what are your plans to do with uh, Slasher Days of Summer when you do have it finished? So we're definitely going to have local screenings i know little green people we kind of got limited to just like we sent it out to festivals and everything but we couldn't really travel as much so the ones that I did get accepted to we're hearing feedback from and i kind of felt upset that like i wasn't in person for some of those we're definitely traveling for film festivals for this one um we're going to have a couple local screenings and we are aiming for digital distribution um the end goal if it ever does happen would be aiming for shutter or something like that but right now with these Canon C300 cinema cameras, we are extremely happy with the quality. We can see it's it's there visually, and we are just ready to get this thing done. <laughs> uh, the good thing about the rise of uh, uh, streaming sites, uh, as a fan, there's all kind, uh -huh. there's so many cool places to watch independent horror movies that you before like they'd just be really hard to even find. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. and classic stuff and international stuff like it. That that's oh that's great and a shutter I think is 
you know, that's got to be like the pinnacle. But there's also some other, you know, Tubi's good. And, uh, Tubi's amazing. Good. Yeah. There's so, so many, like, uh, like hidden gems on Tubi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Including I mean, that's the Including other than including Killer Act. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of Tubi uh, because, you know, some of the films that I've done just kind of got pushed to the back burner. And people would always ask me, where can you watch in streaming? And um, uh, a conglomerate that might rhyme with Glamazon kind of <laughs> started screwing over the little guy. And um, when Tubi stepped up and when I found out we'd be streaming on Tubi as well, as, uh, so I checked them out. And I keep seeing all these amazing films. I'm like, oh, I hadn't even heard of that one, which is rare. But And I'm a major collector and a major lover of, of horror, so the more obscure, the better. And so these films that I would usually go to uh, Amazon for, I can find on Tubi. And uh, they, they, you know, they amazing. I mean, I think they've done so much for the independent artists. Um, and, yeah, I, I agree totally. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, you know, I have people on, and they'd be praising uh, Amazon, and then it just totally flipped. Uh, you know, mo- monetarily yeah. for independent films. Yeah, and really strict on like anything too. with uh, any type of nudity. If you're an independent film, if you're if you've got money behind you, I'm sure you can put mm-hmm. whatever you want up there. Which I found out even just uh, just a shirt. So I'm producing Psycho Ape Two. And I yep. put up the shirt on Amazon, and they're telling me that it was uh, it was guilty of um, being uh, inconsiderate of the mentally ill. And I was like, "Oh my lord!" And so I I've went, seen that shirt. I know the exact shirt you're talking about. <laughs> and oh. so I, I tried to fight it, and I even got a reply from a real person, and they <laughs> were totally still in favor. And I even went to Amazon, and I like went. If you put in psycho. There's tons, even though there's little kid shirts that say cute but psycho, little girl mm-hmm. shirts. There's a brand called Psycho Bunny, and I send all these things, and it doesn't matter. Well, when we had Killer Rack on there, they pulled it and said it was pornographic, and we were like, well, have you watched it? It's, I mean, I understand it's a subject matter about a certain part of the anatomy, but it's really kind of a PG film, and there's yeah. a two-second nudity and one F-bomb. So it would tactically be R if if I got a rating, and we're like it's not. It's like you're you're playing Fifty Shades of Grey on there. I think that's a little bit more, and uh, but they 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 booted it because pornographic. So we cleaned up the we actually I think we might have made a cut without pulled the two seconds of nudity out and made a cover that looked because the cover was kind of an homage to to old seventies exploitation films, and so we we changed it to more of a horror based thing and it went on back up for like a week and then they pulled it again without any explanation so just the runaround we got uh for that and and uh again without any explanation for example yeah i again, yeah most of these things it's so t-shirt that you're talking about because i see your your i'm like <laughs> no yeah. and it's just like it's one of those things that they're trying to make excuses not to support somebody in my opinion yeah and it's normally so hard to get anyone to reply, any person to reply to any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. YouTube's really bad about getting any type of... All the rules are super vague, so you, yeah, if you yeah. had like an actual set of rules and you could just follow them, it would be like, well, it was my fault, I wouldn't get some... But they're so worded so vague, it's like you don't exactly. even know exactly what, what, what they mean. 
It's like yeah, <laughs> what's the worst and... relations I've been at. Are you mad? No. <laughs> Are you yeah, gonna, gonna uh, uh, stream my stuff? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think? Mm. And then so, they still uh, let the end still like and and we hold the right to just remove it at any time anyway. Like, yeah, exactly. So I wanted to bring up with YouTube as well. So I'm not that far from monetization, which is fantastic. Finally, I got to this point. Um, but there's one issue with my first film, which was Alive, the Undead. So out of nowhere, about a year ago, it went from 3,000 views to 75.9 thousand views today. But they're holding it with copyright issues, and it wasn't anything of the footage that's shown or anything like that, or the visual effects. It was a song that I bought from a local artist before they signed with the music company. And because of that, they're holding the monetization rights to the film. I've submitted the paperwork, I've submitted the documents saying this was the the release form signed and so on before they did, and they said the most you could do is just remove the song from the film if you want to monetize. Like, this cuts out like two minutes of audio. Yeah, because there's right. It, it, there's no easy way to do that. Um, yeah. Because it's not like you can edit it and re-upload and keep all those views. You would right. just you would edit the whole, or you you can't like put in something else. It would just be you know silence for two minutes. Right, and of course it's like the last thirty seconds of the film, so I just don't want like so my pro- my first project's a shitty film. Like it's even explaining to it as kind of like a whole movie of what got me started in, in projects. It was just I put a lot of money into it. But the last thing you want to see is someone look up your work one day and just wonder, what the hell happened? In the <laughs> right, yeah, because they won't know. They just think, the wow, this scene. guy doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. Yeah. So that's what's been holding me back from making money on this project that I did 10 years ago. But out of nowhere, um, YouTube Analytics is cool because it shows you what countries are streaming your stuff the most. We are very popular in the Philippines right now. Oh, really? I have no clue why. I have no connections out there. But they love it. <laughs> like, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. Don't watch this ever again. Watch my new stuff. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're, you're huge in the Philippines. I'm going to start introducing you that way. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to send Paul over there on a tour just to make sure he's Yay! okay. And that <laughs> will come over a couple overseas. weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> that will come over a couple weeks later. I'll be a genius yeah. in France. Yeah. So I'll... I'll post a link for everyone too in here because uh, the the problem with a lot of these is that they they're not link friendly on like the Indiegogo uh, sites. Right. So I know I did comment in the YouTube page that's streaming right now, um, the Indiegogo.com slash project slash slash or dash films dash so on. I'm not going to read it all. <laughs> no, I'll, Sorry, I'll post Kristen. it here for everybody. But but yeah, um, this has been a huge huge first day and a half. And we're very, very lucky to be at 63% right now. So, what I'll do is, in the, for the next 30 minutes, whatever donations we get, I'll match. Oh, wow. So, so how about that, everybody? That's Let's great. do it. So, great. right and, now, uh, it's 7.35 until 8.05 p.m. I will match. All right. Kristen here. Uh, you guys are doing great. Thanks so much for your kind words about me, Paul. I, I, I only told truth. I didn't tell kindness. So, <laughs> I only speak of truths. So, oh, actually, when did you guys start working together, uh, Ty and Kristen and Paul? So, Kristen found me just before I started working on Not Another Monster Movie. That was 
2017. They literally found me in the ditch. But anyways, no. Um, so I was selling my old camera at the time, which it was one of those things. I bought it for a film. Um, the film didn't work out. And I just, I knew I wanted to upgrade to what was the Blackmagic cinema, 2.5K cinema camera. And I'm like, okay, well, I have this little Canon DSLR. I like it, but I don't need it. And I wanted just to use that money towards the new camera. And it was still brand new. So I sold it online to Kristen. A couple months passed. Completely forgot about everything. And then she reached out to me saying like, hey, you know this camera, do you want to DP Murder Creek? And I sent her my footage back and forth, and that's just how we started working together over the years. Um, yeah, Paul Paul and I, didn't we, we first met on the set of Johnny Gruesome in the... Uh, yes. Yeah. I remember we met at... Um, what's the one that's in the, the, the abandoned train, train station downtown? I think that's where we met. Parahorror? Yeah, that was, well, that was the convention. Yeah. I think that's the first time, like, our, our, our circles crossed, but I don't think we ever actually, like, talked or knew each other. Yeah. Now, at least that's the first time I remember you and I having a, a legit conversation. Uh, and I want to say one of yours was playing and you were offering everyone Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first Cheeto and I felt. that was the first was like, time. That's how you won them over. Ty is like we'll work for Cheetos. Yeah. We'll work for Cheetos. Ty, Ty is, is one of those parents that I think his 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 uh, a love language is gifts. He always wants to give people stuff, and I'm like, Ty, I, I will be your friend without stuff. It's okay. <laughs> Most and of the time, I, like, I give migraines. Oh, I want to buy you a car. I'm like, <laughs> it's like so always offering stuff and um, yep. uh, generous all, and uh, then little green, not little green people. I'm sorry, not another uh, monster movie. Um, that's was the first time we worked directly with each other. Uh, and then it just kind of grew from there when he, the, the famous last words of Paul, can you just improv this scene? Oh, and, <laughs> like, I, I want to fill it up a little bit. Do you, do you have any, can you just throw something in there? Would you mind? Like not knowing what he was asking of me. And then, then it just kind of just got out of hand. Uh, the very first scene, playing the cop, pulling the guys over, and just screaming in their faces about mm-hmm. are they on the pot? And so. also, we did we did just get another donation on the Indiegogo. We are now up to four thousand seven hundred ninety-two dollars. Oh, All right, Ty's got a and, twenty bucks. And I want to mention because sometimes I think people see and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, it's almost five thousand, and they need seventy-five hundred, so they're you know probably going to get there." But. Uh, <laughs> Even if you get, let's say uh, it gets there, you know, before the 24 days are up, the more that you get, the better, you, you know, you can, right. that's like the minimum to make the movie. But if you'd get a that little the, more, you, you can, bare, you know, do more with it. That is the bare ass minimum. Right. <laughs> so what we did was, like I said, not only the equipment and stuff we acquired, we're paying our cast. So we, this was us going over everybody's rates for their times and so on like that. A lot of indie film over the last, like I said, the 10 years has been just unpaid work. And we really want to take the time and not only show appreciation, but we are a working class of actors and crew members and everything like that. But like, especially with indie crew members that you'll see all the big productions come through and they are unionized. But for the people that are not in the union and you're still trying to pursue this dream and career, you, you need to make money. So we're taking the time and the money, obviously, to pay the cast and crew for their, their hard work. 
So we're very, very happy about that. That um, Little Green People was the first feature that we ever did that was paid. Um, Kristen shorts were always paid. So, but this like Little Green People was our first step, bigger step into it. And now Slasher Days is the full pace going through kind of thing for the next couple projects. Uh, Golden Grove says next week I'm snagging my name in the film perks. Oh boy, good, good. So let's go over these perks here. So of course special thanks, which is always uh, great to have. And then you, you know, it's great to first of all to donate anything you're helping out and get the movie made. But it's nice then when you either go to the to a festival and see it, or you see it streaming to see your name up there. You know, and you're yep. you're appreciated. Definitely. And then the next one would be a digital download of the movie and more. So a lot of the things that I'm not sure if you know, I think it, let me, I want to name it correctly before I say it. Because if I don't say it right, I'm going to be extremely embarrassed. Okay, uh, we've been following a lot of Jason Horton's Indiegogo campaigns and everything. And learning from him along the way, including Greg Lamberson and a bunch of other people like Addison too. Um, for how they do crowdfunding and so on like that. So we're going to do cool things like added perks on Fridays and so oh, on nice. like that just to help grow and stuff. But we've been keeping an eye out on everybody. So we we definitely, I think we got this down. So the one after that, I should say the digital download of the movie and more, that's going to be the $35. Um, the special edition DVD, which is super, super cool, that is going to be $59 USD. Um, the next one after that is the Woodman's Fan Club. That is a signed photo of Eugene. We're going to take a really cool still from him from the goriest moment of the movie. And you'll get some awesome add-on perks with that, too. The next one is the Digital Production Package for $99. And then going into it, this is how you can be more physically involved in the project, which is your voice in the film. You could be on the radio. You could be... Dispatch, you can do TV. It's for $139 right now. Two out of the three are claimed. So we oh, only nice. have one and left. I assume something like that, you don't have to be, you know, in Buffalo. That, that one Correct. You could... Yep. You could be anywhere in the world as long as you could send a decent audio file. So <laughs> the next one is your name in the film for $169. Golden just said that he was going to contribute next week for that. I'm going to hold you to it, buddy. <laughs> Um, your face in the film for 179 and then B in the film for 119 And then going on is your art in the film. We have a lot of friends that have worked very, very hard in the art and music industry. So it could be a painting in the background. It could be a music oh, that's TV, something that they did. We, we love musicians and artists, definitely. Like, have you seen the concept art that Kristen got for Slasher Days? Holy crap. Um, next will be name a character in the film for $257. You could make them Stabby Face or <laughs> Paul McGinnis or something. No one would believe that one. <laughs> Paul McGinnis. McGinnis. Okay. McGinnis. <laughs> Rock Spider. That's what we'll call the character. That's going to be the biker character. <laughs> <laughs> Long story of that one. Be a cop in the film for 279 <laughs> This is going to be... We have a lot of cop spots still available, so that's the one good thing. We have the main cast locked in. We left a lot of these supporting and background roles open specifically for this Indiegogo. So you would have an opportunity to be a cop, come to the set, all dressed up, wardrobe, props, everything. 
and get a lot of good close-up stuff. Your business in the film for 300 that's if you're an independent business owner and you want to advertise your stuff. Um, one thing I love about Buffalo is a lot of these independent business owners, like, what I believe Paula's Donuts was involved in, oh. right? One of them. That's exciting. I didn't know that. Oh, it something. I was very um, excited about it. Yeah. I, you have no idea my love Dick for Paula's John- Donuts, and that just is <laughs> the main thing. I think it was Dick Johnson, Tommy Gunn versus the Cannibal Cop. They shot there. Yes, yes, but they did. There yes. are there like even like local pizzerias and stuff like that would love to be involved just to have their brand advertised. Let's get to the producer stuff. The associate producer package for six ninety seven. The gruesome death in the film. Obviously, you're going to be ripped from head to toe, bloody, hacked, choked out, all the gory stuff. That is the $999 one. Keep an eye out for when these go on sale for add-ons, too. Um, just be- If you contribute once and you want to contribute even more, you, you could buy another perk. Alright, star in your own scene for $1,199. You would be a solo person of your own scene. And the executive producer package, the last perk that's advertised right now, is $1,699. I believe we have someone that's buying that. Oh, nice. Yeah, this is a fantastic project. We're super, super excited. And everything's locked in. All locations are locked. The cast is great. The crew is great. We are ready to hit the ball rolling. We just have to hit our goal. There was an awkward pause after you said the cast is. The cast is Oh, the cast is locked in. Yep, yep. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't know it skipped. <laughs> uh, Greg here, Gregory Lamberson, Paula's Donuts, once a sponsor of Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. We mm. ate donuts every day. <laughs> good. So I good. really miss some beef on whack. I, I need to get back to uh, Buffalo Dreams. Yes, we'll feed you. We, if, if Buffalo does nothing else well, it feeds its people. Um, oh, and we got a lot of great restaurants. It's uh, I have family from all over the, the, the state I'm learning because my, my, my biological father was quite promiscuous. Ty always checks my pizza. Yeah, oh, Greg says Ty always checks out my pizza, so I feel compelled <laughs> to come kiss his soft cheeks online. I assume he means on your face. But don't yeah, assume don't... anything here. All right, all right. Assume nothing. All right, for... it's, it's Ty is, is supple all around. So, all right. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we just, somebody asked me, well, what do you do in Buffalo? I say, uh, this is the only way I get to see Polly. Was that yeah. from Greg, too? That was also yeah. from Greg. Yeah, he was uh, looking something. them all trimmed and quaffed. <laughs> I miss you too, Greg. Very I really do. All, here. all of us have facial hair right now. I just realized that. Um, I've been thinking about getting rid of it, but I'm gonna um, grow mine out. I'm gonna be a werewolf. There we go. <laughs> uh, yep. Anywho, uh, yeah, we feed you well up here. So come on back, you know, and we'll. I'll. I'll guarantee. Yeah. But also, no, yeah, I, if, I, I if like, your schedule lines up for Psycho Ape 2 and stuff, if you swing by the area, It probably does not, unfortunately, up. but I would definitely would like to uh, be there. I was yeah. looking, I haven't been there for, uh, I think, since uh, pre-pandemic, since before yeah. pandemic. Before the plague, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a pre-pandemic? <laughs> there was. Jamie yeah, Hill says hello. Hey! hey if Jamie. people don't know Jamie Hill from uh, Skinamarink. Yes, oh, nice. very good work. Yeah, Facebook user. Actually, that was my that was hey, my nickname in high school. Yeah, uh, that is actually Russell Jeffrey Banks. Okay, hey Russell. I was gonna say mine was my His Facebook user, user is Christian name. Is I'm hearing. Uh, oh, I think uh, I think this is my answer. 
Oh, sorry, I was here in this show twice. That was my fault. I was very being unprofessional. It was, uh, oh, great. Playing on both ends. But, uh, oh, and uh, Kristen says, I do not have facial hair, I hope. But yeah, we've been going to the gym like for that. It's so we just completed week five of Eugene's fitness you, stuff. For Eugene is a personal trainer for you his, his full job. Is that? But well, we've been committed through going to up to the end of the production kind of thing. So it's it's been a lot on us physically, but it's been fantastic like team building for all of us. Very good. Uh, so uh, will there be a physic release at any point? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, like I said, part of that is hunting down the, a distributor, but Kristen knows platforms to get DVDs from. So, whether if we do a final, what we call the final cut kind of thing of actually sending it into a distributor and they produce DVDs, whatever. I've never been in that, I've never gotten that far, but I expect us to this time around. But, worst comes to worst, she knows where and how to get these DVDs printed, boxed, bagged, and shipped to us to, for us to sell them to at conventions and, and online, obviously. And I, I, again, not to get too far ahead, but I do think, if, uh, especially for an homage to 80 slashers, if possible, yeah. if there's, like, a lot of interest stuff, uh, you know, VHS copies, uh, people like yeah. to collect those. Yeah. I would love there's, that. Uh, there's something of a collector's thing that we were discussing about two hours ago, and I can't go into it too much right now, but something is along that line that might happen. So, especially, just keep thinking about the VHS shape. So that's all I can really say like that for now. So maybe think a little bit out of the box. Honestly, I, I doubt anyone who buys all these VHS tapes are actually watching them on a VCR. They just buy them and put them around because they look cool. Yeah, they do. It's the same thing with vinyl records now at the store. Everyone really doesn't have a yeah. vinyl... Record player, they just like the yeah. art that's in the box and on the thing. This is the oh, first. Oh, that v- is awesome! This is the first VHS movie my mom ever bought me in the '80s, and back then they were like eighty bucks, so it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome for Creepshow. Very nice. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, few... I, the movie is worn out. Uh, the tape yeah. broke, but uh, but the the clamshell is cool. Uh, were you oh, saying, Paul? Sorry, I t- I still have a few myself, and. Uh, uh, I think my first two I ever bought were Basket Case and Evil Dead. I'm a huge I, Basket Case fan. Well, and I got to be in uh, Dry Bones with Kevin from nice. uh, from Basket Case, and I had him sign mine, so that was awesome. Yeah. So to get to meet him, and I was just like, "Sir, this is a he was this is one of the first one I bought." Kevin's so, a great guy, and uh, so is. many things are going in August. I believe he's doing uh, for people who don't know. Um, he does a free seminar where you can learn the ancient art of stone carving, and it's all free, and it's in yep. Hunter Mountain, uh, in Green, is it Green Mountain and Hunter, or Hunter Mountain, something like that. Look it up. Um, it was, I've been there a couple times. It's a really, uh, cool experience. I believe and it. No one in the area knows that he's, no one in the area knows stone work, and it was like, this, he's so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one in the area knows that he's from Basket Case. They just think he's like the local Mason or whatever, but, right, uh, right. which is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, if you ever go there, if you see a Frankenstein <laughs> monster that's unfinished, that's mine. Because there's, like there's some big boulders there, and you work on it, and then they all st- they stay there forever, I guess. And um, so I went and worked on it two or three years, and uh, I haven't been back for a long time. 
But uh, someday I'll get back and finish it. That's amazing. So what are some of your favorite slasher films that, uh, that you know, that, that per- piqued the interest to do Slasher Days of Summer? Um, Paul, if you want to jump in on this one, I just didn't realize Greg commented. Oh, I mean, come on. It, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I grew up with, with, with you know, of course, the classics. I mean, they're the, to me, there's not a single bad Friday the 13th movie. And um, there was uh, um, The Burning, which is actually filmed that's here. A uh, that's a classic that, that people don't believe were, was actually filmed right in my backyard. Um, and when I was a kid, I'm, that was a hard one to get. Like, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't uh, condone getting bootlegs or anything, but at the time it was like really hard to find. And I have, I have you know, a, bootleg. my, here's my policy because I'm the same way. Um, if it's not available at all, I, I will, I will get the bootleg yeah. with the understanding that as soon as it actually goes on sale, I have to replace it, you know, cause I don't, I never want to screw an artist over. Um, and yeah, I think the burning was, was one of them, uh, that I got, I mean, there, I I'm still waiting for Dead Alive to come in a, a decent, you know. Yeah. That one's never been released in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, speaking um, of creep show, I think it, uh, just recently they announced, you know, an actual creep show, the original one, a special edition, because there's special editions of part two, and for mm-hmm. some reason there's a special edition of part three. Right, but, like, right. There's and, just real basic stuff for the original one. Well, I just saw the re-releasing Ghoulies one and two. And I'm like, yep. release three Ghoulies Go to College, you cowards. Come on, that's the best <laughs> Ghoulies movie. I am putting my foot down. That is hands down the best. Um, but that's not a slasher, is it? Um, camp slashers in general, I mean, Sleepaway Camp's always going to be a favorite. All, all of them. The whole one, two, and three. Uh, um, and it's one of them that I think you don't appreciate it enough when you first watch it and then Upon it, you're like, oh, this was um, this was a really messed up movie, and uh, uh, there's a there's a short that my friend Rod Durick and I did actually that kind of got me into make being a filmmaker, and it's on the Killer Rack DVD and it's called The Camper, where I play a killer Boy Scout and someday we do want to do a full feature of The Camper, but we sat down with Sleepaway Camp to really like how can we just fully uh encompass the 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 camper slasher uh cam- yes the camper I, pl- I play the titular camper and um <laughs> greg's ventriloquist I, he says he wrote the comment before <laughs> you said it and uh that one is when i think i first broke my mother's heart because it was the first film i made so i showed it to her proudly and she just stared in horror and went you used to be a boy scout you you made a tent out of that girl and I was like, but it's not real, Mom. I, I pro- Okay. And so I promised I would never make her watch any of my movies. And then when I when Kill a Rack, I did make her see that one. But since then, I've been like, you never have to watch my movies ever again. I promise you. <laughs> um, so those are some of my favorites. There's been, what was the one that just came out and my mind is going away? Um, there's a really fun one. Oh, oh. This isn't what I was thinking of, but Final Girls, you can't, uh, probably the best one in the past 10 years um, of, as far as horror comedy slashers go, uh, I, I, I can rewatch that one again and again, and it is so good. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, because sometimes he's coming up with Facebook users. Uh, Kristen Skeet said, what was the awkward pause after my facial hair comment? I was now she, now she's worried that she thinks she actually no. has facial hair, but. 
Chris said you don't oh, no. have facial hair. I was reading the campaign for Slasher Days that we went up to twenty dollars. So. I didn't know that was you, Chris, so. and I just saw a Facebook user said about facial hair, so I did not yeah. know. No, you do not. Okay, I, I, so. I think I have the fullest beard currently on cast and crew, but we'll see if that. No, wait, Chris Cosgrave might have me beat. Mm. He does. He the, they have people have time that you may be. You know, they can work on it. It can be. We have. We'll have a beard off competition. Yeah. We have eight minutes left of me matching any donations to right. the Indiegogo still, everybody. Yes, right any folks are... out there you would like to donate to uh, help get Slasher Days of Summer made? Any donations, I, I, will, I match. will match. Yes. $4,792 right now is our current amount that we've raised so far. We are at 63% of our $7,500 goal. So what I, are you... I'm going to donate all of my love. Will you match it? Aww. It's only like five bucks. Whoa! <laughs> I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Have I just gotten rejected? <laughs> it's all right. So, what are, so uh, Paul had some good ones. What are some of your favorite? Because uh, it's always interesting. Because I, in my, it's always like I think of stuff from you know stuff I grew up with. So uh, you know, people have a lot of the same opinions on you know Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street or whatever. Yeah. But I've noticed since I've been on social media that people who grew who were like born in the night or maybe not born in the nineties but grew up in the nineties they like a lot of stuff that I don't think about like yeah, um, yeah. I know what you did last summer or something. First, first I'll be nice and say, Paul, if I had a million dollars to match, I would. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> I said All my right. love. I wasn't even giving money. You rejected me, sir. I know. I'm just trying to be a nice friend. as all. So okay, back I just to my got friends on my tie. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I write roles for you, remember? Oh, this is so, a good one, too, Behind the Mask. I think that's a really yeah, smart a really good one. That might, be, yeah. that might be my cosplay for an upcoming convention. Yep, so mine were definitely the whole I Know What You Did Last Summer scream. The big ones that always scared the living hell out of me were the Friday the 13th. I think the first time I saw that, I was like eight or nine years old and even seeing like the first Halloween movie. And it was just the thing, my brother... We lived in Texas at the time, and we rented it from Family Video, or no, Hollywood Video down there in Waco, Texas. And I remember watching it, and I was just absolutely terrified that there's a killer in the closet or walking outside the windows or something, just walking around with an axe or a knife. Um, I think we saw Friday the 13th Part 1 and 2 in one go while our mom, mom was out. But that movie definitely terrified me as a kid, but even seeing... Scary Movie 1 was kind of what really caught my interest, I think, in the, like comedic films. Um, the cool thing is, uh, one of the actors from it, John Abrams, is going to be in Buffalo at the end of next month for our Actors Expo thing that, that that's going on downtown, so we're excited for that. I got to work with John. Um, he played Cindy's boyfriend in Scary Movie. Um, I was one of the crew members for the movie Clover that shot in the area that he was directing, and I got to talk to him for a little bit, which was really cool. But... Yeah, it's, like I said, when we get to Slasher Days, it's kind of an homage of these movies from the 70s, 80s, and 90s that we all grew up with and come to know and love and kind of mixing it with genres and everything of, like I said, going from comedy and slasher horror kind of thing. But if I had to pick definitely the top one that helped inspire it would be Friday the 13th. Um, the recent films, there's so many good ones, but I personally tried to pull a lot from Werewolves Within, which was another. That's a really fun movie. That was one of the first movies yeah. I went to see after uh, when you could go to mo- go to the movies again. Uh, I loved the- it. 
and Harvey Gillen were we follow each other on Instagram and everything like that. And I was so happy to see he was working on a New York project. Uh, I think they shot that in like central New York, if I'm, if I'm right. But just seeing those weird characters and how anybody could be the killer or the werewolf, basically. Uh, I really, really loved that. I think I've probably watched it like 10 times now, but it was, it's a really, really fun movie for sure. For anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Great, great action, great, comedy and uses of dialogue and so on it's really fun yeah i do want to mention uh we're gonna get back to slasher days of summer but uh greg did like uh, paul's shirt and you know mentioned the valkyrie Wright international film festival festivals representing films uh, directed by women yes it is awesome <laughs> we, no, we greg, greg is a family year. man and but his family like so his wife and daughter do this festival that's all about uh, women directors, and I only unfortunately got to make one of the one nights of the festival, but I was blown away by all the talent I saw just on that one night. Uh, and I think it ran for four. And just so, mm-hmm. yeah, this is so giving a shout out. I, I did wear this on purpose because I'm proud of. Uh, uh, and it's a cool logo. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So, um, shout out to the Lambersons, uh, the, 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 the Lamberson ladies. Uh, Funny thing, just, I was about to wear the same shirt, and luckily it was in the wash. Me and Paul were about to have the exact same shirt on, showing the Valkyrie Film Festival. That would have worked out. You could have been twins. I do wear it often, though. It is. It was a definitely good investment to help their first year at the festival, and I'm very excited to see what they do this time around for the next season. Yeah. Uh, Greg also says, uh, today Brian Varney came over for a brunch of, of props for Special Needs Revolt. And I found the skulls and props I'm loaning to Slasher Days of Summer. Nice. Yeah, Brian's awesome. I'm very glad to have been able to meet him and work with him and so on on sets. But he's a very, very cool guy. I'm excited to see what Adrian does with Special Needs Revolt. Yes. And yeah, it's been uh, talked about for years. Uh, yep. Adrian, another uh, another uh, person I know from, uh, yeah, from Buffalo great. Dreams. I was originally attached in that project, scheduling conflict. Unfortunately, I had to back out. I feel bad, but I, I uh, just what I've seen from the script and what he's got attached to it, that's going to be an amazing movie. I originally was too, but then I lost a lot of weight. And Adrian <laughs> asked if I could gain it back, and I was like, I'm sorry, Adrian. I, no, I cannot. But <laughs> Not for health reasons. Right? No, but, but, but yeah. But, yeah, uh, and the, yeah, and the seriousness of what we're doing with Slasher Day is I have to commit all my outside time of my day job to getting ready for pre-production, so I have to leave that and like out of that kind of thing but so far like i said the first day and a half we've done pretty damn fantastic and krista and i too want to thank everybody who helped out and donated the cast the crew family members friends people that have followed us for years supporters it's been an absolute honor that we are extremely grateful just to be this far in the first day and a half of the indiegogo yeah, I think, uh, you know, not to make this all about Greg, you know, he gets enough credit, but uh, I think uh, that's going to be a great feeling for him to see so many people who, who who come through Buffalo to be making so many, you know, their own projects. I know on a smaller scale, I've been doing um, Severed Limbs Film Festival, which is a short yep. film festival we do virtually, and it really makes me proud that I have a lot of people who may, who never made anything uh, before, but they enjoyed watching stuff, so they started making their own stuff specifically just to send in to, to my festival. And I was like, that <laughs> I, makes, you know, they, they don't have money or anything, but I like that, you know, that they're using their creativity to, to make something. 
and I, I'm very honored to be brought on as a guest judge for your festival too and stuff and seeing what they make too I love networking with all the newcomers and yeah. the experienced ones like the stuff that Andrew sends in for your festival like holy crap that is fantastic yeah and but he's played uh, did, yeah. you know some uh, you know has, has played some uh, pretty big festivals uh, yeah. since then so yeah. that's cool that is so cool just to meet with them and talk with them that's him He's up to fantastic things, and I'm so excited to see what next short he brings. So, uh, Slasher Days of Summer is a, is a feature film. Yes, sir. Just so everyone's yep. sure. Yeah. So, it's going to uh, be a feature. And I, I, you said you're going to film in Buffalo? Yep. So, we have two days set in August, and specifically that is just to route some of the smaller roles that are either have scheduling concerns in September, or they are going out of state. So this is just to wrap up the stuff. We're going to figure out a teaser with those two days of footage that we shot, and that's going to either go to the Indiegogo to show the people that contributed what we're doing or save it for the teaser. We do have a goal um, to have, hopefully, a teaser ready by October 13th, Friday 13th. So as a nod to, you know... I didn't even realize it. October 13th this year is Friday the 13th? Yes, it is. Yep. We made note of that. We'll the to last prepare one, I think something for yeah. Yep. Wow. And by the exactly. way, just quick side note: I to this day, I'm still angry about the fact that if you add up all the Friday the Thirteenth films, including the remake and the Freddy vs. Jason, there are exactly twelve. Come yeah. on, you yeah. need one more. One more freaking movie. Your Friday the freaking Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. The Thirteenth. Exactly. Yep. So. That, that's just my minor rant. Yeah. So, if you had control over Friday the 13th, the 13th, what would happen? You know, there was a lot of talk about making a found footage Friday the 13th, and I'm a sucker. I am such a sucker for, for found footage movies. I know it's overplayed. I know that, but I'm telling you, and while I don't think necessarily, they did a, a kind of Friday the 13th one in one of the VHS movies, um, but... I'm like, that would be kind of, you know, take an iconic character like that and make it into a, a found footage. That's kind of what I would do um, if, I, if I had my druthers. But honestly, it, just at this point, um, it's, I don't know. There, there's been a lot of potential. I, I keep reading, and I know it's a rights issue, and I know it's all this technical stuff. I get it. Um, but... Just please, just give me one more. It doesn't even have to be good. I just need 13 of them. Now, with the rise of live streaming, everyone has a phone and, uh, you know, yeah. ways to go online. Uh, exactly. And you it know, would you kind of, do... you know, you could take some of those cliches and have a lot of fun with them. I think they've been showing, like, uh, kind of a side step, like what they did with the new Evil Dead movie, Evil Dead Rise, is they took a lot yeah. of the fun aspects of the original and they just twisted them a little bit instead of cellar door you're looking through a peephole instead of so do that yeah. with friday the 13th add just enough do the same thing from another viewpoint would be great yeah from phone cameras from these things from you know mm -hmm. uh video footage from the camp uh do one of those i i would eat it up definitely the funny thing yeah the evil dead rise as soon as the film came out on digital and they started releasing scenes in the movie for youtube and facebook i immediately found the people scene for the door. I'm like, I said it to Chris and Chris and the crew. I'm like, you guys have to see this. I'm like, this is a shot for reference. We've been going over ideas for lighting and shots and like different lenses and so on. And I was so happy to 
send that to them to check out, though. I'm not sure if they've seen Evil Dead or if they're as fluent in that genre as me and Paul are, but it was a damn good movie. There's a lot of people that didn't like it, but for what it was for a movie in New Zealand that was just I coming out it. of COVID, they did fantastic. <coughs> so I liked I it, thought, too. I thought it did everything. Like, I liked the remake. I thought the remake was decent. I thought yeah. the Evil Dead Rise did everything I wanted the remake to do. Yeah, I actually probably like all the Evil Dead movies in the show. Oh, they're my I favorite. Think, so yeah, those are hands down. That's that's what made me a horror fan. Like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is what kind of got me in the door of horror, and then Evil Dead Two solidified me as a full on uh, horror fanatic. So I will always give love mm-hmm. to those. I've enjoyed yeah. too that uh, they said instead of every ten years they're going to try to shoot one out every two to three years. So that's. Pretty cool news. That's pretty big to to find yeah. and hear from them after yeah. they've taken such a gap, and especially what happened with stars dropping Ash vs Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would have been such a cool fourth season. That would have been everything we would ever hope for for a Fallout style setting of yeah, Ash the sci fi version. Dead. Absolutely, yeah. Damn, it yeah. Been so cool. that, uh, I mean, it, they really captured the feel of uh, especially the second and third movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love the first movie, but it's you know not meant to be camp, but you know the other ones right. are. Yeah, Greg commented, "No Slime City, Paul." Slime City is, is is there it is. No Slime City, Paul. Slime City is is not what uh, Slime City Massacre is. What brought me into the film world, so I always give love to Slime City. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an extra in that because uh, a friend of mine started uh, was dating this new guy. And the new guy kissed up. You always kiss up to the friend. And, and he's like, I went to high school with this guy named Greg, Greg Lamberson. And I, at the time, did not know the name. And he goes, he made a movie called Slime City. Now I knew the movie. Always name-dropping Lamberson. Re, yeah, name-dropping Lamberson. I had I I remember I rented that a dozen times as, as a when I was starting to get my love of just the, the really gooey horror. And I was like, oh, you... I didn't realize he was a local. I didn't realize even that was a thing. And he goes... He's making an extra. He's making a movie. I can get you to be an extra in that, and um, and th- and by the way, my that their the friend and this guy are married now, so it worked. He, you know, he kiss up to Paul. You might find your true love marriage, and yeah. So uh, uh, I was a fan of of Slime City before I knew Greg. Um, but that's not a slasher film. That's a that's a really cool kind of sci-fi gooey horror, which I've always you know give me my from beyonds and. Society, which I just rewatched. No, oh, Society's what? great. Yeah. I had actually just seen Society for the first time um, a few years ago when it when they put it on Shutter. I'd never seen it before. I watched it on a big screen recently, and it it like some things that slipped by, like how weird it is. I always I like the aspects of it, but I, there's a couple lines like, "How did I know that? Not know that was a line." There's a couple of them that are just so ridiculously bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love seeing them. Uh, I think it's the best way to see any movie on the big screen. It is, but uh, even if it's a movie you've seen a bunch of times, a lot of times it does seem different. I agree because I you can't escape from it either, unless you're yeah. like an asshole, I guess, and you just start going to your phone. But exactly, you're there you, and you're you stuck there. You can leave the there, room. It's... You can do stuff. We're on the screen. You're like engulfed in the world. That's like uh, anything that I will catch on the big screen. Like I can, I can let comedies go. I'm, I'm not an overall action movie fan. Um, I am a big superhero geek, so I always see the big superhero movies whenever. I see pretty um, much everything, but, but horror, yeah. horror movies, I will go to the theater because you just there's no safety net, and you're surrounded, and you get uh, immersed in this world. And I remember going to see um, The Quiet Place, and just just 
I had a full-on anxiety attack. That was yeah, a really cool that. experience seeing that in the theater because yeah. everyone kind of played a role in the movie because everyone's right. like actually staying quiet. Because uh, exactly, you're sitting really, there and I'm like, it was interactive popcorn, like the oh, movie in a weird way. That? Yeah. Also, also, cool thing where they shot Quiet Place 2 in Akron, we're filming in Akron, New York. That's so right. you're going to see a lot of the same exteriors, the same town. Everything from that little opening scene from Quiet Place 2, we're filming on Main Street. So be ready for that little cool connection and stuff and what we're doing. Absolutely. Will aliens attack us? Yep. And then, yeah, Kristen said, fantastic of securing locations in and around Akron, Clarence, Williamsville. It's, this is going to be so good. (laughs) I am so, I'm so ready for us to get started and to see just a working prince of the project. when you talked earlier, and like Paul was saying, like you, you guys would kind of go back and forth, hey, this would be funny to put in a movie or whatever. So a lot of time horror fan, slasher fan, do you have like, did you just have ideas in your head for different kills that you would like to see someday in a movie? Some of them. I mean, as, as it's been advertised, our killer has axes and hatchets kind of thing. There are other things of his arsenal and around him that he will use as a weapon. Um... A lot of it, too, has also relied on the experience in special effects. So right now I've been working on making a foam axe that has basically a Y connector of tube lines going through. So when it's on the actor or the actress, we get pumped blood into it. So it's going to be like spraying out as it's just a prosthetic piece kind of thing, as obviously as Eugene is holding on to it. But we do have very outrageous kills in this. Um, one of them is a very, very fast two-for-one kill, but I can't talk more about that yet. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to know too yeah. much, but I just think it, I, it's it's fun to give you enough that, like, hey, I, I you know, yeah. I want to see this, but you don't want to give all your kills away. There's, there's a good kill that. will, will you know, the, the worst movie will, I remember seeing House of Wax in the theaters, me and five people, and yeah. I don't say what you will about that movie, the Paris Hilton kill. It's still amazing to this day. And if when, you had uh, been in the theater with me, me and like six people, yeah. after the pipe goes, spoiler, the pipe goes through her head and the blood starts out, pumping out, yep. you just would have just heard like dead silence and then just me going, ha! <laughs> <laughs> so, that, and that is, seeing Slime City Massacre, I will say that there's a good, there's a, some great kills that I think that was the first time Greg was introduced to my boisterous laugh. And yeah. the bottle scene alone in that one. Uh, yeah, that's right. Johnny Christmas was also filmed in Akron. Um, was, so, yeah, about, a good kill will, will always get me every time, too. I was going to say, that's when House of Wax turned into the title One Pipe in Paris. So, <laughs> but anyways, what got me worst about the House of Wax was the tendon cutting scene on the back of the foot. Oh, yeah. I threw up. I was, a li- I was probably like 12 or 13 when I saw it. I was like, nope. Well, it was that was had to be the most uncomfortable moment of a movie I've ever seen before, and it still holds it to this day that I will not specifically watch that movie because of that scene of how unsettling it is. I will so, never not watch an Elisha Cuthbert movie. Then I stand by that. Yeah. So uh, Paul said, uh, "Killer Rack" is the only movie that his mom watched of his. Uh, t- Ty, what do your family think of uh, you making horror movies? I don't know. They haven't found out. I've been doing this for the last <laughs> 10 years. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, 
it's it's a bit complicated. So when I started out, I was doing the zombie stuff, and that's when The Walking Dead was the hype. You got, I think, ten years ago. They were roughly between seasons three and four, and we we're following it and learning it as they go. Um, my little sister, who was probably about four or five at the time, took a liking to my special effects stuff. So like, she would like being made up as a zombie and so on like that and just having fun when some of the cast and crew were over watching footage and hanging out. Um, but yeah, they I don't think they saw it as like I was really pursuing this as a full like not full time career, but obviously we all have our dreams and ambitions to to get out of our day jobs and do this full time. Um, they I feel like they started taking it more seriously in the past five years of me trying to raise funds for filming, upgrading equipment, traveling for film work, networking with people. And so on like that. But they mainly know I, I stick to comedy. I just kind of mix it up with different genres. Uh, like, we already kind of have the next one kind of shaped out of what we're going to be looking at in two years. And it's it's not even horror at all. But, yeah, it's they've seen me kind of, like, progress as I've grown into adult. Like, I'm 29 now. I'm turning 30 in about a month and a half. But, yeah, definitely the last 10 years, I feel like I've changed mentally and physically and stuff with my age as much as I have with my passion for the career and my path that I've been trying to set myself for for it. And do, do they watch your movies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, huh? I don't know. My mom said she watched the Facebook Live thing I did yesterday and said I sounded very professional, no, so that was nice. None of my family do, so don't feel bad, Ty. Okay. I legitimately, there was a, a big film that Gre uh, Greg produced in, in uh, Buffalo about the Buffalo Bills, and I tried my dart as I auditioned for that one with the so sole hope that I'm like, finally, that a fam uh, a movie my family will want to watch. And yeah. it, uh, sadly, they didn't take me, but it still looks like it's a hilarious film, so I still support it. But I was like, come on, I want love me. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, like, the, in the last couple of years, though, they've lived out in Utah. So they weren't here for the premiere of, like, Not Another Monster Movie or Murder Creek or Little Green People or Infatuation and stuff. I, I flew out to Utah just to have Salt Lake City. By the way, Sundance Film Festival in Salt Lake City, I made a lot of good friends that work there and have stuff submitted to there. That was one of the... I did network quite a bit out there. Um, I want to actually thank Sam Qualiana for setting me up with film contacts out there. So my short, brief time I was living in Utah, I did keep busy with work. Um... Anyways, I flew out there to Utah um, at the end of April, and I moved them back to New York here, so I drove their U-Haul truck across the country. That was its own horror story and in the making. <laughs> so, yeah, once once you're in the middle of nowhere, driving a 16-foot box truck alone, and a check engine light comes on, gets a little crazy. <laughs> so, there's no axe wielders around anyway. Right, right, but... It's middle of Wyoming, and there's no town for like a hundred something miles. So you'd be wanting a, a axe wielder if he had jumper jumper cables. At there the you time. go. There you go. I'm going to so, kill you, but do you know anything about carburetors? <laughs> yeah, the uh, the funny thing. Um, before leaving Utah, there was a collectible store that I really really loved called Entertain Mart, and it's a damn shame they don't have it here on the East Coast. Uh, but think of it if like Media Play stayed open. Well, anyways, they had a whole bunch of collectibles, including swords and weapons and replicas and so on. Oh, I remember and, your picture of that. That's where that was yep, from? Yep. Oh. So I bought... I I love collecting Lord of the Rings stuff, because that was one of the things that really actually got me into writing and making movies, was watching the behind-the-scenes of the Peter Jackson 
Lord of the Ring films of all the extended penny sides and so on. Um, I bought the replica of Baromir's sword. So as I was driving 1,900 miles, I kept the sword in the cabin with me. So I did have a travel sword just in case. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we decided it. we got an engine code reader and it was just a blown O2 sensor. And I'm like, okay, the mileage on this thing's going to suck, but I got to be to work on Monday. Blown so O2 just... sensor was my nickname in high school. <laughs> oh god uh, Kristen says driving through desolate Wyoming in a moving truck alone sounds like a great horror movie yeah I did want to bring my camera and I just I just wanted to focus on getting back to New York I was in driving alone <laughs> with a sword Kristen driving alone with a sword mm, he was prepared Ty, Ty driving alone with a sword that's <laughs> that's the comedy yep. and, uh, Greg what about uh, rock spider Paul? second mention of the rock spider people will not let me can I, we have to, can I tell this story real quick? Of course. So, uh, I was in Guns of Eden, uh, the, the Greg uh, Lamberson action, and I. Uh, this is the thing about me. If, if something horrific happens to me, I will always brag about it. There are no dirty secrets. You can never, uh, you can never uh, try to bribe me for some stuff. So, um, there was a scene in, in uh, Little Rock City, it was called Wonderful Park, with, with all these natural rock formations. And there was this cave-like structure... So one of the heroines had her f phone, and she's trying to check it for a signal, and I'm one of the bad guys, one of the uh, many militia guys. And um, he's like, Paul, and he shows me that the, the rock kind of did a slide thing. And he goes, I, I'm going to need you to scurry down that like Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, I'm a huge nerd, and spider Man's my favorite everything. So, And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. And I, I, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this and look effective. There's no way. And, they get, and I have a gun in my hand, like a, an AK, so it's like, you know, two-handed gun. He goes, slide there. You got you got to look menacing. Slide down, and the heroine's going to see you in the back oh, and get, get caught by the other two, and it's just going to be we're going to cage her in. So I did one take and felt like a complete boob because I'm, like, rocking on the edge of it like, and slid down, but then did multiple <laughs> takes, and for the first time in my life felt like a badass. First time in my entire life. <laughs> And so some of my fellow militia kept calling me Rock Spider-Man. I was like, you know what? No, no. Call me Rock Spider. That's the Call me Rock Spider because that's a badass nickname. And moral of the story, A, never nickname yourself. B, <laughs> research first. Research, <laughs> research. So I feel like a badass, and I'm making everyone on set, which means the three people who I have the nerve to talk to, call me Rock Spider. And I drive home from, it was a good hour drive home, and there was a brewery on the way, so I'm like, I'm going to stop in and grab a brewski. And I'm talking to, it's still kind of covid so it's like one person in there, and I'm talking to the guy, and I said, yeah, it was in an action film, and uh, I did a badass rock slide today with a gun, and I'm, I think I'm going to call myself Rock Spider. And he's like, yeah, all right. So I drove home, and I went on Facebook, and I said, everybody, my new nickname is the Rock Spider. And then I said, you know what would be even more badass is to put a picture of an actual rock spider as my profile picture, and this is going to be, like, so epic. So I Google rock spider. Which I just did, And the Google results too, so came yeah. up. And I hit image. <laughs> and as I hit image, something in the original page of what does it mean to be a ro what rock spider yeah, means. Yeah, I just found this out myself. I was going to bring oh, it Oh, so you just Googled it, did you? I did, yeah. yeah. I through yeah, the yeah. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Yes, that's the first thing that will come up when you Google Rock Spider. So for those of you who can't see it, I screenshot it because 
in <laughs> Australian prisons, rock spider is what they call the pedophiles. So I'm telling everybody, please call me rock. And I'm like, oh, no. I'm just like panicking. I'm like, don't call me rock spider. Oh, my God. Oh, God, please never call me rock spider again. I'm not a rock spider. So it was just mortifying that I was legitimately telling people, call me prison <laughs> slang for this thing. So I wrote a sketch. I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it about a guy who's a rock climber and gets like rock spider tattooed, <laughs> but he's got, he's dating an That's Australian a, girl and goes I to meet her it. family. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just that kind of thing of just, just do your research people. And uh-huh. uh, I remember telling my friend this story and he was going as, as he's going to, I'm like, I'm betting it's going to be an STD or something. And I looked at him, I said, I would have been happy <laughs> if it was an STD. <laughs> Worst case scenario is what I got. <laughs> right, you cannot right. get worse than that. No, so, no, even like yeah, even other uh, even other criminals looked down on ex- this. Yeah. Exactly. If it had been like a murder, if it had been like oh yeah, yes, yeah, he right. he punches puppies, that would have been sad. But okay, it was no. It was like no, please. So yeah, that's why uh, people like to throw in rock spider as a little. So I am not the rock spider. Do not stand by that nickname. I do not support the rock spiders or anything. I feel bad for the actual insects because they're like, well, they're, yeah, what, what the hell we're just we trying to do. live our lives being yeah. spiders that live in rocks. Why do the, these guys get get our nickname? So the the origin of the name. I, I, I feel bad I laughing because, about it, but it is yes. pretty pretty epic. I do your research. I'm not going to say it because it's very icky and very disgusting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I feel bad even laughing reason, about like, it. But yeah, oh, that's <laughs> even worse. That is even worse. It's worse, very yeah. clever, so again, but, moral, yes, but don't nickname yourself. And if you do get a nickname, research, research, research. My friend Drew gave me a better version. He said you should call yourself the Arachnid. And I looked that up immediately, and that's what I think of, of a like Pokemon wannabe thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be yeah, a Pokemon. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You know, you can you can choose me and throw a ball, and I'll pop out. Yay! But don't call me Rock Spider. Ty, you're giving me kind of a look of, of just pity right now. It's just like, <laughs> like you just want to. I'm. But you know, Rock Spiders <laughs> aside. You got to, yeah. uh, I want everyone else to uh, support Slasher Days of Summer. It's a great That's, segue. Don't you know? support Rock Spiders, support the film. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm really, not just because you're here, I'm really looking forward to Slasher Days of Summer. Uh, you're all cool people, and, you know, it's nice I get to meet you guys, be friends with you at, at the festival, at Buffalo Dreams Fantastic Film Festival. And so it's always cool to see what you guys are doing next. Oh yeah, we definitely we have some cast that do want to be involved on the show for without your head. They just didn't have time. So if anything pops up down the road, if you want to, yeah, talk to a couple new people, even Kristen. Kristen could be on the show, kind of thing. And and with the brains behind it, yeah. Me and Paul just team up for podcast things quite often. Yeah. Yes, let so. me know. I uh, tried. I've been trying since. Uh, a lot of people like to be on the show. That's not me bragging, but it's cool. And so I've been trying to do multiple, uh, you know, guests on the show, and then and then every once in a while I have to record some because people can't be online. Yeah. Or they're in another country, and there's these time zones. I'm I'm pretty proud of myself for not dropping the f bomb in the last hour and a half. <laughs> I've been really trying. 
Just as the credits start to roll, he's just gonna go. Yeah. It's actually um, well, I was. It's fine for now on YouTube. There's yes. some weird rules. Okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah. You just you can't do it within the first thirty seconds of your video. Yeah, but yeah, but you just shouldn't be a rock spider on YouTube. That's that's all we. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's probably the the worst than any than the F bomb. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That is too funny. Well, it is worse. In general, it's much worse. But In general. Uh, yeah. uh, let's see. AJ says, uh, I've earned the nickname Hyena during an after-school fight. Well, there you go. Hopefully, go. hopefully it's totally fine. Yeah, I, I haven't looked up Hyena. Could, there could the... be multiple reasons for that. Hyenas? Yeah, they can laugh. I don't know. They laugh, they scream, they run. Exactly. <laughs> so, they work slasher, for evil. Evil Scarred Lions. Yeah, yep. I remember. Yeah, they backed those guys. I remember they're, that. They're pets of Harley Quinn. Yes. I did not know that, actually. Oh, nice. So you yeah, said, uh, I'm glad that. you said that you're a superhero guy, though, because there is, like, uh, a lot of people who, you know, just want to attack, like, superhero movies or whatever, and I don't love them all, but I like a lot of them. So that's, that's you should go confused. and see what you enjoy, I think. Yeah, I'm, not I'm always like that. Like, if you're into something that I, I am not, um, I, I was dating a girl who was a major anime fan, and like, okay, I got to look into that world. Um, but like, look, if you're if you're geeky about something, but that I am not geeky about, I will still support the geekiness. Yeah, you know, agree. just I don't care what it is. I have a, fr a very good friend who's legitimately loves U.S. history, and I'm like, that sounds boring. And then I hang out with him, and he like has these. He hasn't since pre-COVID, but um, I would have President's Day parties that were a stinking blast. That you just, he has trivia. Like, I did not think I would be anywhere near interested enough to, you do coloring pages. It's like, see, now you're making this interesting for me. So someone else's passion can often make me like, look, I don't like it, but I like that you like it and will like yeah. it through you. I can't say I'm never guilty of a try not to be though, but like I I, I don't care about Transformers movies or Fast mm -hmm. and the Furious, but uh, but I don't want to talk other people out of like exactly you know and I'm I, I don't like I don't like it when people judge my geeks so it's like I won't judge yours it's the same thing I remember uh, I was at a, a some kind of family event someone's like like heard I was a horror guy and like oh I don't so how do you even handle those horror oh that's just what kind of person likes horror movies, and then listening to a conversation and she's talking about every serial killer documentary that she watches. <laughs> yeah, right, and I'm right. thinking, like, I'm not judging you, lady, but yours is worse. <laughs> Mine is yeah. fake. There is no Jason or Freddy, and that's the fun about it. That's, you know, I don't let... The more real horror is, the less I want it. I don't want real reality. I live reality, and I don't like it very much. I go to entertainment to get me away from said reality. So the fact that you're watching the worst forms of reality, not and the only reason I'm judging you is because you were. If you point one finger at somebody, you're pointing three back at yourself, y'all. Little wisdom yeah. from the rock spider. I mean, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Annabelle and I were at, uh, it was a convention. I'm going to say the wrong city. I'm going to. It was either Kokomo or another place that sounds made up, but it was something like that. And anyway, we were taken, it was before Uber, so it was a taxi there, and we were telling him we were going to this horror movie convention. And he's like, oh, it's good that they do that because they get all those people together that would, you know, be out there, you know, killing people and stuff. And I was like, what the hell is this guy talking? Like, 
if we weren't watching horror movies, we'd just be out murdering people. And like, yeah. Oh, yeah. People don't seem to realize that the horror fans are probably the least likely to kill anyone ever because we we get it out in other ways. I, I have been to so many conventions, and I've been to the the other geek conventions, and again, not judging any of them, but I always feel that horror movie fans are the most down-to-earth. Yeah, and most because, accepting, like, look, too, because there's all different types of horror fans. You know, people yeah. think it's all guys in black shirts and goatees and right, exactly. covered in tattoos, but there's all different types mm-hmm. of people. Uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot, like, I, and I'm, I, there's exceptions to every rule, but I always find, like, sometimes fans can get a little stalkery, and I, to, in my opinion, at least in my circles, the horror fans are the least of that. Ill. And if there is someone, uh, usually everyone's very, like, They'll support everyone else, you know, yeah. and call them out and be like, you know, we right. don't want this person. Respectful you know, of everything and, and, you know, and I think that's why horror icons, I think they, they love their fans so much because their fans know, like, look, we we love you for who you are. We're not going to cross any lines. Be awesome. You know, at least the few that, uh, you know, I, it's, I always find it weird my life right now that, you know, I'm friends with Debbie Rashawn, that I'm friends with these people that I was like, oh, my God. And um, it's just, I think the horror world is probably the most down-to-earth, in my opinion. Yeah, and from doing the show, next year is 20 years, which seems crazy, but so many people, they talk about, you know, the first time going to a horror movie convention, because they might have done a movie in the 70s or 80s, and then before the internet, they didn't know what had a following, and so they mm-hmm. don't know what they're into, and they're like, I don't even know what's happening. And... Uh, 99% of the time, they say everyone was super cool and accepting, and then they, they themselves become part of the, the community. I, it was so cool, too. Like, not only that, um, I've been, like I mentioned before in the show, that I've been adding a whole bunch of people, just mutual film friends and everything, as we've been getting ready for the campaign. And I added a gentleman by the name Frank Farrell, and it turns out he was the oh, producer for the. Yeah, he was the producer for the original Spookies film. And I didn't put that together immediately until he he flat out said it and i was like that movie's fantastic like that's i saw that when i was like 15 and everything and just talking about all the special effects for it that was it was so cool just to make that connection and part of it was your show literally and stuff all the guests and stuff that we have all for mutual friends and our just love of indie filmmaking and horror stuff but Facebook yeah, and he's a super supportive up, guy yeah. after I had him on the show and stuff, and he's yeah. always, you know, uh, sharing the show and will message me and just a cool guy. And I know he's yeah. trying to get uh, a sequel made, and he's starting to yes. uh, go to the he's conventions for the first time, and he's getting he's getting merchandise made. I was trying to help him uh, get shirts made, places, mm-hmm. you know, get them printed, but just a really good guy. Yeah, I like I said, I didn't put it together when I was chatting with him, and I, as soon as he said I was like, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about nothing to do with horror, but this is just a really funny story. It'll take me two seconds. So I'm a I'm a trainer for this is how I make my living. I'm a trainer for an agency that supports uh, people with disabilities, and I was training a class today. And as one of my quote unquote students was leaving, you know, knowing she kind of found out that I was into stuff. She goes, "Oh, my! I forgot how she said she was related to him, but it was like a close relation, like cousin to that." Because he goes. He did a lot of, like, he was a film guy on, he's a camera guy, worked on Martin and, like, a lot of shows back in the day. And she goes, he was the camera guy on uh, the, the the oh, my God, my brain just went away. The, th- the Thong Song? 
like something of that ilk. He was the camera guy on that thing, and I went, "Oh my god, like, you know the camera!" Like I just flipped <laughs> out. Yeah. That, like, and now my brain. Oh, I'm gonna have to ask again tomorrow. My brain just completely jumped. But something of that level of just like big booties bouncing on a, in a '90s video kind of thing that I was just in awe that like you know you're that that <laughs> almost movies uh, music videos that made me a man. Come on. So <laughs> I was just like that kind of thing that she she just saw me go from professional like here's how we work in this job and here's how we like your guy was the camera guy for the booty song <laughs> so that's the kind of love I like to give and I, I I always I think horror fans do it the best agreed a hundred percent so slasher days of summer I've got the link I posted here but I'll put it on the website and uh, on. Uh, everywhere, everywhere I post this interview, I'll include the link for people to uh, donate. And it uh, looks very promising that you'll hit the goal. And I always like to reiterate, like I said earlier, um, just even if you, you guys hit the goal early, uh, that's a bare minimum to get it made. But the more, keep donating because you can make it better and do more with it. So with Indiegogo, as I'm sure as many directors and film people know, there is a fee that is deducted at the end of each campaign kind of thing. If we do exceed the 7,500, say if we even hit 10,000, that will help cover that percentage that's deducted and also go towards the other stuff that we are investing in for the project. So I would like to thank everybody for the 50 contributors that we've had so far in the last day and a half and raising almost $5,000. And I cannot wait until we hit that mark. Uh, we just want to say thank you so much. We're going to make a really, really kick-ass film because of all of you people. Uh, yeah, we hope you come for the laughs and stay for the blood. So, as my cat wants to say hi, inter <laughs> interrupting everything that I do, this is Cosmo. Very, very, uh, it's very rare an animal does not uh, interrupt the show. At, uh... Oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> Even the last uh, show I did the other day, I'm actually in my basement. A little mouse ran over here, but. Oh, nice. Was not a kicker, but I don't mind. As long as he's not supporter. over here. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, <laughs> it's going to be a really fun movie. I'm very grateful to have Paul in this one and hopefully again for another project down the road when I badger him saying I You guys heard that, guys, after. right? That's legally binding. It is. It's, yeah, it's yeah. recorded. <laughs> binding. So if you need a copy of it, Paul. I will. I'll be reaching out to you, Neil. Can you give me just, just that just one that sound, sound yeah. bite? Because I feel like he's working <laughs> without me. Yep, yep. Uh, great, yeah, great job have, with the campaign. This guy knows a, a thing of, or two. He's been around. He does. Yeah, who's this Greg guy commenting? Yeah. Great job with the campaign. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Greg's been super supportive. Um, he's been helping kind of be like an eagle eye over what we do. I've listened to a lot of the things he said. I stopped posting a lot of stupid stuff about a year ago. <laughs> but hopefully it's been showing my, my improvement over the last year or so. And pursuing this more professionally kind of thing but i'm extremely grateful that we get to do this again as the same team from the last one and growing with more crew members kind of thing it, this is going to be something that's going to be very new getting, very getting better fun, every time very different yeah well, I hope so. and it's nice to see your progression i know uh one of the things he said was about audio which is uh, yep. as someone who watches a lot of independent film uh that can really well, it can really hurt a, a movie that would, you know, might be fun otherwise. But if the audio is yep. really bad, it's hard to follow, and it's something uh, that can really elevate it if, you yep. know, if the audio is clear. Even just next to my my or even phone on the that, same level. You know? My uh, my phone's leaning against my computer, and I have my Tascam. 
holding up the other side. But even investing in one of these for like fifty to eighty dollars could help make your short film or production as an indie person a lot better than the audio that's picked up on your camera. Yeah, so, that's yeah. Normally, this, not good at all. The audio on your camera, and then so maybe you're lucky and you can clean it up. Uh, you know, an audition yeah. or something. But you know, why go through all that? So I'll give a one last piece of advice for independent people. Just because you're investing in a high-quality camera with a great lens doesn't mean it picks up great audio. So I learned that. I probably spent about six or 7000 on making Not Another Monster Movie, and I'm going to highly suggest, had I invested another $50 and got a separate audio recorder, we would have had a lot better film because it would have sounded a lot better, too. But... Visually, we have Paul McGinnis, so everyone's just speechless. Yeah, so, they're just gonna watch yeah. Paul. <laughs> yeah, a silent film. I'm the eye, ki- I'm the eye candy. <laughs> so we have little green people that's doing a couple more festivals. Yeah, that's a movie. Whole... That's not like part of the, the crew or anything. Correct. So we're gonna have that shown at a couple more festivals before Chris and I make the decision to either put it online or try to find a distributor for it, and then obviously. Slasher Days of Summer, it, we're just aiming for distribution for. We're not going to hold on to it too long. We're going to try to find its home and keep going forward. <laughs> so. Very cool. Well, good luck, guys. And I'm Thank looking you. forward to seeing it. Awesome. We're it's always good to to talking it. with you. Yep. Pleasure. We'll, we'll Pleasure is always, Neil. We'll have definitely a couple behind-the-scenes pictures of the post, but definitely sign up for the emails for the Indiegogo campaign um, and definitely check it out. There's going to be a lot of really cool stuff sharing to everybody that contributes in these updates. It's it's going to get bloody and it's going to get bloody very fast. So, yeah. We were discussing how many gallons of blood we need and I, I told her between 10 and 20 gallons. So. Oh, sweet. The <laughs> yeah. bloodier the better, yeah. Exactly. It's going to shower. Yep. <laughs> Alright, guys. We'll talk to you soon. I'm going to add awesome. uh, our next guest here. You can say hello to her quick if you like. Is uh, Tara Hutchison. Hey, Tara. Hi, Tara. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry we delayed the show a little bit. No, no, no. no, no. It's all good, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Best of luck. I'm going to pop off, too. All right. See you all guys. Right. All right. Bye. I'll see ya. Bye. All right. And now we are back. I was going to take a break, but let's just keep going here. And we're joined by Tara Hutchinson of New Village Video. It's very good to see you again. All these waves. How are you doing? It's just me and you now. It is. I like the ACDC shirt. Oddly, I was wearing a band shirt earlier, and I thought, well, I'm going to put on a more horrific shirt. But I was wearing a Pink Floyd tie-dye shirt. Nice. I'm glad you wore the T-shirt, too, because I was like, you know, today I'm... See, I'm going band team, so I saw you had a t-shirt, so I was like, oh, it's just a t-shirt day. Yeah, last time, because you had mentioned you were going to re- wear the red blazer again, and so I actually had mine, and then you didn't have it. I felt I felt very overdressed at a top hat and red blazer. But. I thought about wearing the blazer again, but I didn't, I don't know, I didn't want to be too... You have to be different every time. Yeah. Here's a little here's a little inside knowledge for people. They probably don't even care, but if I do two, uh, not the live shows, but if I record interviews back to back, I bring down a, a different shirt for each one, so it doesn't look like I, I record them all at the same time. <laughs> That's pretty clever. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So sometimes a different hat. I do have hats here too, in case I want to. It's just too hot right now, but I do like this hat. I like it. That's a good one. Yeah. What about masks? Do you have any masks? Um, well, actually I do, 
Get this. Now, you know, why do I have this just on hand? You know, I might be kind of a weirdo. No. And then we got this, too. Oh, cool. This is a pro wrestling, uh, the Ultimo Dragon mask. Love it. Very cool. I think the only mask I have handy, I believe. If this... We need to have you do a fashion show. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? Is that a snowman? <laughs> it is a snowman. That's uh, I say that for uh, for December, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like Carrot Top. I just have props everywhere. <laughs> That's I'm crazy. very boring, so if I have to put, if uh, to make the show exciting, I'll grab, you know, like a critter or something. Aww. That's a cute critter. It is very cute. I used to be terrified of critters. Uh, that movie when I was a kid. Oh, really? Uh, the, yeah. um, when I was a kid, like, uh, like dolls and toys that would come to life, like, I wasn't, not to be a tough guy, but I watched horror movies since I was a little kid, so, like, they didn't really scare me, but, like, if it was, like, somewhat, like, a, a doll or a toy, because I had so many action figures, that would always, you know, not necessarily, like, scare me, but it would disturb me. That's fun, though. Yeah, the, uh, have you ever seen the movie Magic? It's from the 70s. Oh, uh, I don't think so. I would recommend it, but my favorite part is, uh, the scariest part for me was the trailer. And it's all, it's very short, and it's a ventriloquist dummy, and he's like, I forget the exact, he says just a little rhyme, and then at the end it's, and then you're dead. And <laughs> we had a ventriloquist dummy, my br older brother Troy can't be here tonight, and he would scare, he would like tease me with that. So that 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 trailer was probably the scariest uh, horror movie ever to me. The trailer for Magic. I just uh, watched part of a movie recently that we bought at uh, Mad Monster. And it's oh, called, nice! It's called uh, the Sinful Door. Have you ever seen that movie? <laughs> I I actually own it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, and it's not for any kids out there. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he is very sinful. He is. Uh, yes. it, it definitely delivers the sin. He does. Yeah. One of uh, our listeners, uh, Mike Terry, sent it to me uh, years ago. Yeah, I was trying. I, I, I have a photo somewhere because, well, I used to... Um, I used to carry a, uh, a portable DVD player with me when I would fly, so I could have something to to watch on the plane before, like, you had, like, usually you didn't have Wi-Fi back then. And so I just took a bunch of movies that he had sent me, and one of them was The Sinful Dwarf. And then I started watching on the plane, and I was like, I can't watch this with people sitting next to me. <laughs> So yeah, I would not recommend watching it with uh, with mixed company who you who don't really know you very well. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like definitely its own genre of uh, grindhouse, but that's the kind of grindhouse that I like, where it's like, all right, I want to watch this. What's what's he gonna do in it? Why is he sinful? Like, <laughs> it piques my curiosity. All right, and then you found out, <laughs> and it, and it wasn't false advertising. No, definitely not. 
Oh, yeah. here, here, I found the picture. So, here, I'm going to share this real quick. Uh, hold on a second. So, well-oiled machine here. There we go. So, uh, yeah, so I, I uh, took this, uh, this was my uh, portable DVD player, maybe Blu-ray, with my vote for Bayer McCheese sticker, and I grabbed a handful of DVDs. It was The Keep, Starry Eyes, Night of the Wolf, and The Sinful Dwarf. Well, I should have known. It's the triple X version. That it's probably not something they'll be watching on a plane with people. <laughs> Imagine someone just looking over on the plane. They're like, what the hell? <laughs> I had a similar experience uh, when I was in uh, rehab years ago. And uh, I was watching Blood of the Tribbids. And uh, it's, it's a lesbian vampire movie that my friends made. And uh, and so it was a lot of nudity, but a lot of uh, male full frontalness, a lot of penises. And so I was like, oh, so I, I went in the corner of the uh, of the room, so none of the nurses could see what I was watching on my laptop. Oh my god, they just probably thought you were insane. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I get that a lot anyway. I love how that how Blood of the Tribbets has uh, tiny crossbows. Yes. Oh, so you're aware of the movie. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Michael and Sophia, who made that, that's who I made um, uh, End Zone 2 and uh, Once a Future Smash with. Oh, wow. What a small world. <laughs> yeah, they used to live in Boston, and then they moved to uh, L.A. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm, I'm glad you're aware of the movie. It, it's got millions of views on YouTube now, so that's cool. Wow, but yeah, tiny crossbows are very cute. Yeah, it's really silly. <laughs> uh <-huh>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't expecting him to pull out just like a tiny little cross. Because isn't it about how the, the male vampires are upset that the female vampires aren't like having sex with them anymore or something? Because they're a part of like a cult. So they start killing them all. Yeah, they're hunting down the it's, women, yeah. <laughs> it seems like something that would happen to vampires. Sure. Uh, yeah, I believe it's based on a true story. Right? <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, I'm happy to see. I, normally, I'll bring up movies like this and no one will have any idea what I'm talking about. But uh, Sinful Dwarf, Blood of the Tribbids, you know all the classics. Oh, yeah, I love, I love all of the just absurd exploitation films. Like... My favorite one is probably um, Switchblade Sisters and Bad Baby. I have not seen this. Now I feel like the outsider. I no. need to watch this, yes. You haven't seen Bad, or not Bad Baby, um, oh, what's it called? Spider Baby. Something oh, Spider, no, I love Spider Baby. Spider Baby's great. And not only do I love Spider Baby, for people who don't know, and it's very cool because it's the first movie with Sid Haig who goes on to become, uh, horror icon, and I don't know if it's the last movie, one of the last movies with um, um, The Wolfman, uh, Lon Chaney Jr. So, yeah. so to have them both in a movie, one at the end of his career, near the end of his life, and the other one at the beginning, it's a, that's very cool in itself, but even, you know, without that, it's a really weird movie, it's fun, and a really little cool trivia. I got to see it in the theater in, in Dallas with Sid Haig in 
he was there uh, watching with everybody, and that was a really wild experience. Wow, how cool. I love Sid Haig. He's, yes. he's such a good actor. Like, he's just willing to go there. But yeah, Spider Baby's badass. Um, yeah, Switchblade Sisters. It's a Jack Hill film. Have you seen that one? I have not, but Sid's what? in a lot of Jack Hill movies, too. So. That one is a really good one. I love it. It's like um, about girl gangs, mm -hmm. and they take over the guy gang, and they're the new leaders, and they have a lot of like that 70s lingo where they'll say, like, you dig with like a switchblade. <laughs> yeah. I just want to bring back that 70s lingo where it's like, come on, baby. You know what? You know how they <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm down. Yeah. Marilyn, like, uh, not Marilyn Manson, um, Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. You know how he, like, talked? I feel like we need to bring that back. Yeah, yeah, let's bring, <laughs> bring back Manson. But no, no, I agree. Bring back the. Uh, we tried years ago, uh, actually, to get. Uh, I shouldn't say this so people not be uh, cool with us. But uh, we tried to get an interview with Charles Manson on the on the podcast, but it didn't work out. But we did. Again, I know some people will be put off of this, but we did get we did get in contact with with the people, and we got the rights. You know, we do music of the month on the show, and we actually got the okay to do Charles Manson as music of the month one month. And they sent me, you know, the music we could play, and then they even sent me, and I have them upstairs in my room. They sent me, uh, they were like these little pamphlets that Charles Manson wrote while he's in prison and he like sends out. And so I have a couple of them up in my, in my, in my, uh, room. What? Yeah, it's what? A, it was a really, it was a really wild experience. Uh, that's pretty freaking cool. You could probably make a documentary about that. Yeah, we, uh, we tried to get him on and it didn't happen, but just, mm -hmm. just the idea of having the... I know you could probably just play as music you wanted, but like we actually went through the his people and, and got it work. What? That's actually really cool. That's and then uh, I'm not here to, to talk about myself, but so then we we, we went the first time we went to a museum of death, which I highly recommend if you've never been to in uh, L.A. There's two of them. There's one in L.A. and there's one in New Orleans, and the people there knew me. Because they, they knew that we played the, the Manson stuff on the show. And I was like, wow, this is really wild. And so if you don't know, it, it's a museum all dedicated to, like, serial killers. And there's a whole room just for Charles Manson. But the first room, if you ever go, is so wild because it's just all art by, by real serial killers. And uh, yeah. you're not allowed to take pictures or anything. But it's a really uh, interesting interesting museum. It sounds creepy. Oh, it definitely is, yeah. I have uh, Charles Manson's book that he wrote, and it, have you ever read it? No. It's uh, definitely has a lot of that '70s lingo in it, you know, and uh, it's just it's like kind of nonsensical, but it's kind of hilarious the way he talks about them doing drugs together and whatnot. It's very it's a good read. It's entertaining sometimes, yeah. like. While Larry's cooking or something, I'll like read him passages from the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's really entertaining, uh, so I recommend it for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the, this is great recommendations here. Charles Manson's yeah. book, and you get to read about his early life and how no, honestly, he's a really yeah. interesting uh, character. 
uh, interesting person. And um, uh, I really think if he had a different life, he could have turned out to be a different, you know, uh, different person. Yeah, like how uh, his birth certificate, his name was nobody. Like his mother was like a prostitute and chose not to name him and just called him nobody. So, I wonder how that would influence someone to be a little crazy in life, I guess. Yeah, and, and you can't deny he's very charismatic. Um, you know, not necessarily in, for good use, but Helter Skelter is a great read, uh, Walter Mitty says. Well, check it out, Walter. Yes. I'm trying to find it here. But anyway, we are also here not just to talk about Charles Manson. Well, we, we can talk about whatever you like. New Village video, which I'm a big fan of. And everyone out there uh, should be as well. Lots of cool stuff. And uh, right now, exclusively streaming is Murder Size. How do you say it? Murder, Murder Size. Yes. I knew I thought I had it right. And uh, this has a lot of buzz right away. I've seen the really cool posters and stuff. And I've seen a lot of people who have seen it so far that they all love it. It's great. Uh, I think my favorite part about it is how much of a comedy it is. Like, they really nail all the characters. It's one of those films where every single character has a personality and has an identity and is crazy. The violence is there. The girls are there. The 80s is there. I've watched a lot of uh, 80s videos, <coughs> you know, my whole life. So... I really enjoy the, like, salute to those. That's really fun. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really good. There's not a boring moment in it. It really uh, does a good job highlighting the, the violence and the gore. You know, when you, when you get it, it it's very rewarding. Um, great soundtrack. It has that, like, 80s synth soundtrack. Oh, very cool. And, um, yeah, it's just really fun. Like, there's so many times that I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> laughing at the characters, because you just don't expect them to be doing what they're doing. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah. spoil any plots, but just the characters are so insane and fun. And uh, it's just a good movie. It's a good watch. It's, it's just fun, you know? I I'm, yeah, I'm going to be watching it this weekend because uh, I'm be it will the uh, the the directors, race directors, will be on the show next week, so it's very exciting. Yes, yes, and they'll be able to to give you a lot more behind the scenes knowledge and whatnot, you know. And um, you know, Kansas Bowling, who you know, is she's hilarious. Like her comedy in it is very fun. She does a really good job playing a crazy person. Um, I don't want to go into too many details about how she's crazy. I'll just say, this isn't giving anything away. My favorite part about her character is that for some reason she's obsessed with Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so well, it's the 80s, so a lot of people were, so I assume she's probably pretty right, uh, the character is right wing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that just adds like a fun, like, insanity element to it. You know, and you get these very, like, it's like, even though it's 80s, they have a lot of modern uh, tropes in it that I enjoy. Like, even just that movie, but a lot of independent films lately have really been 
hitting in on like modern, you know, issues. Not not even I would say an issue, but like modern life. Yeah, you know, well, even if you said a movie in the '80s or, or whatever you said it, um, you know, you can have like social commentary of what's happening today. With same way with science fiction, a lot of you know it might take place in the future, but a lot of it they're talking about you know stuff that's relevant today. It's true. Yeah, so it definitely has a lot of that. So I would say my biggest take back from that is that it's very refreshing because it's lighthearted doesn't take itself seriously good acting good music weird people crazy situations so uh i appreciate any any independent film especially that is extremely modern murder you know? size is so good uh, i do have the if you would like we can actually play the uh the trailer here and then we'll come back so we can give everyone an idea of what it is. Here we go. Let's do it. Now available on New Village Video. You've seen a dead body before? It appears the killer has struck again, this time attacking a woman in her own home. We are going to make a fortune in this video. How am I supposed to work like this? All those girls out there are perverts, strippers, and communists. I'm an actress, okay? That's why I'm on the cover. Nikki, what are you doing? You can't eat fast food. That's gonna make you slow and heavy. I'll burn it off. I'm a stripper. Hey, I'll make a deal with you. If you keep the camera on me at all times, I'll go out with you. Hey ladies, let's put a hair up. Looks like we have a competition. At least when my family wants to whack somebody, it's just business. Just business? Murder isn't supposed to be fun. Sometimes it's necessary. I paid a lot of money for this video. But there's a killer running around. Horror movies make me horny. That, and that uh, show is very fun, very colorful. It looks like a good time. Oh, and yeah. It's only three bucks on New Village Video. Yeah, come on, it's fun. Yeah. something weird and exciting and, and also modern, you know. We all love the classics, but sometimes you just want to see something that's made today. I, I agree. Uh, that's what I like about horror and weird stuff. Is uh, I like to watch old stuff, classic stuff, stuff I've never seen before, and I like to you know keep up with the new stuff. Yeah, it's always good when you see something new, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, new village video, you guys have a lot of very cool stuff on there. Is there any like set guidelines of what would fit on new village video? 
Oh, definitely uh, art house, grindhouse, and exploitation. That's yeah. You've got all the you've got all the great stuff covered right there. Yeah, like we love uh, modern exploitation. Of course, whenever we can get a little classic, that's great. Um, but for the most part, uh, really just very heavily curated pieces. And then we're working on some purely in-house pieces. Uh, we have a film coming up uh, this this next fall that will be really fun and weird and extremely violent. But that's that's why uh, New Village Video exists. Is, uh, we like to take the content that normally is banned other places. So and uh, that's becoming <laughs> a, a bigger umbrella of what gets banned other places. Sometimes you, you, it's hard to even know what you what will get you banned, you know, somewhere. So <laughs> it's not, you know, it's nice to have a, a place that you you know you could still go see. I mean, I'm an adult. I'd like to watch whatever I'd like to watch. So you know, I can go see <laughs> yeah, it on New Village Video. I'm literally an adult. I can choose for myself. So right, right. That's what we're there for, you know. And um, and I know when I first started talking to you, you know, you guys are primarily on YouTube. And then I remember when you were start, you were started to tell me about you guys were gonna, you know, start doing your own like uh, website. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. And at the time, it was just Antimity, and now it's become New Village Video, and it's very exciting to see all the, all the wild stuff on there. Yeah, like Antimity still makes films. Yeah. Um, but that's just kind of the production company. But uh, we really wanted to open it up to other creators because um, it kind of seemed like things were becoming more closed off when it came to other platforms. Yeah, and we mentioned with the previous guest about you know Amazon when when I started the show, uh, or maybe a little bit later. But Amazon used to be like very good for independent uh, horror uh, creators. And then, and then they really switched around where not only, to, you know, they kick off anything that's got any type of nudity and also just started giving, like, pennies, like, you know, back to, to people. You have to have a, a big studio film to make any money on anything. And uh, YouTube, it, the rules are so vague, you don't even really know what you can put up there or not. Even if you market 18 or older, you could still get, like, flagged. It's very strange. Yeah, it's really weird. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, you know, we're just always looking for, uh, people that push the envelope and, um, really tackle modern, the modern world, you know, we've all seen yeah. the old stuff and it's and, great. I love it. But, and I suggest people, uh, uh often, uh, is like, you guys should maybe look at new village video, uh, not only for people to watch, but also, uh, you know, filmmakers that I know, like. Reach out to them. Maybe it'd be a good play, a good fit for your movie. Yeah, definitely. Any filmmakers out there? To you, um, <laughs> you know, if, if your stuff's banned, or people say it's too violent, or you know, has whatever kind of content, uh, you know, bring it to us because we love exploitation and and grindhouse. Uh, that's what we do. Yeah, that's why and, we made, you know, everything looks very Sundays looking like that's definitely our influence or the, the, the outliers. And I was going to say, uh, so last week we had um, Lloyd Kaufman on and trauma was completely banned from, from YouTube. And through the, they actually got back right after our interview because people kept reaching out to YouTube. 
But that's a giant, that's a giant thing that's been around for 50 years, trauma, or 40 years, or 40, between 40 and 50 years. So they have a built-in audience that can really go out there and, like, hammer people to try to get back on. But two things there, though. A big thing that's been around that long was banned. So if they can get banned, anyone can get banned. And not everyone has this big following to, to like, hammer YouTube to get back on. Good point. That's a really good point, Neil. Yeah. Not everyone has that. And, you know, good for them for getting back on. Yeah. They're great, but... Not everyone has that, so, you know, for the people that have nowhere to go, like, you know, come to us. <laughs> we love the weird and, and the, I mean, worldwide weird, you know, so, uh, you know, not just film banned in the United States. Well, not, it's not like banned. Right, right. It's just like someone wasn't, doesn't want to show it because there's too much blood. Like, you know how in, um, what was it, uh... And please correct me if I'm wrong on this, anybody, or you, Neil, anyone listening. Uh, isn't it true that in one of the Nightmare on Elm Streets, they had to start making the blood black hmm. so that they didn't get... Like, I think that they did that in a lot of uh, movies, in the, a lot of the slashers in the 80s. Because the brighter red, like, for whatever reason, that that would get, like... And not rated or NC-17 or whatever, so I think you're different. I don't know if it, which movies in particular, but I know they've done that in a lot of movies, uh, especially slasher movies. Yeah, like some kind of thing like that, where they couldn't um, have too much red blood because it would turn the rating to NC-17. Yeah. So a lot of the films we have are literally because of those reasons. Where it's like, oh, you said one too many efforts, you know, or something yeah. You don't tip too much, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no. <laughs> like weird stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know, we're always accepting submissions, and we're always coming out with new stuff and um, making some things in house this year. So well, that's very go. exciting too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here, uh, Fuzzball Productions. Uh, he was on earlier, Ty oh, Chayman. I definitely check it out. He's type of murder size. Glad to see some friends in this. Oh, very cool. Yay! Thank you. I don't know why I do that. Like I have to echo it. Like it's the internet. <laughs> it it adds <laughs> drama. I think. I want to pretend yeah. I'm like reaching. Yeah. I don't know. Hello, Tara. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I can reach you if I go to the camera. I feel yeah. like I can, I can like reach. You know. Mm -hmm. Is that weird? <laughs> like a high five, or yeah, yeah. High five. I have noticed since we since we started uh, doing video shows, I talk much more with my hands, which isn't something I really used to ever do. But I think it's because I notice that I'm here, so I seem I feel like I have to move around and not just be stationary. <laughs> yeah, you have to fill the spa this space. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, anyways. This yeah. And then I think I just start doing it in life now too. I'll just be like, "What the hell's wrong with this guy?" But I'm sure they think that anyway. Well, especially because you can see yourself. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. Here I'm like, "Oh, what's going on right here with that hair?" And I'm just like, "Oh, I need to poke this more." Oh, I've got shiny. I I actually had on the wrestling show. I do shadow box in the beginning of the show, and it's not something I've ever done before, but. It's just like I'm just sitting here. It's usually when I when my uh, co-host is introducing himself, 
And so instead of just sitting here, like, staring at him, I just start shadow boxing at the, uh, at the, and one night I actually punched my camera, and I felt like a total idiot, but. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just getting into it. Yeah. Luckily, I'm very weak, so it didn't hurt the camera. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how how this kind of medium is going to develop with people interacting with each other, you know, like using the camera. Oh, that's a, that's a good point, because I didn't even, uh, I know we're not using Zoom now, but like, <laughs> I, I think we can even do uh, where we're just up close. Oh, Yeah, before I didn't care. Like I could just do the show in my pajamas, but now I gotta. Now I can. I don't have to wear pants, but you know, you know, as long as something up in the top. I always have a formal top and like yoga pants on the bottom. <laughs> I, I'm very similar. I can't really. I don't know, but I have like just these weird like. It's kind of hot, so it's almost just shorts on. But usually in the in the winter, I have pajama pants on. Usually my Yeti pajama pants. Even even the shows when I have a tie and a vest and, and the top hat, then I'll just have like Yeti uh, pajama pants on. <laughs> and like slippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slippers. Or I I actually wear these old shoes. I'm sure no one cares, but <laughs> and I don't tie them, so I can just slip them on. Oh, nice. It's all right. I've got some old shoes. Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. See, I don't know. I guess I could get my, my foot up here. I don't know. There you go. But there we go. Your feet. Yeah. You have very small, like, small little kid feet. Oh, really? Feet. I have big feet. I'm <laughs> short, but I have big feet. I think these are size 12. I'm only 5 foot oh, 4. Damn. Yeah, it means nothing, oh. though. So. Don't, any, don't anyone out there get too excited. Just means oh. I have big feet. But. <laughs> you, I'll get you now. <laughs> and I need big socks. Italian hands. Well, I am. I am half Italian. So maybe, maybe my Italian heritage is coming out. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I don't uh, know a lot, but I don't know why. I just do. Yeah, Italian, German, some other stuff, but those are the primary two. When I told that to Michael St. Michael's from the Greasy Strangler. He was like, you need some Japanese so you can be the uh, the axis of evil. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Which I thought was very funny, but, yeah, it was a very weird thing to say to somebody. But, but I, I love Michael St. Michaels. Oh, he's so fun. The Greasy Strangler is probably one of my, my top ten favorite movies. I absolutely love it. Uh, the first time I saw it, we talked about it on the show just because I thought the name was so great. I was like, these are two of my favorite things. I love grease and, and strangling. No, no, but I just thought, <laughs> I was like, what kind of movie is the Greasy Strangler? Like, that name's amazing. And then I saw the post, I was like, whoa. And then when I saw it, like, I just love everything about it. Every character is, like, so cool to look at. They're very unique people, even, like, minor characters. And every every scene goes on just like a little too long, which makes it very funny. And and then I really think something that sometimes is overlooked is the music in it, because it's this real like upbeat, like quirky. And then like it 
you see a lot of gross stuff on the screen, but you get this fun little quirky music. It just it kind of makes you smile. The theme song is literally just... <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Sometimes yeah. I'll say that to myself. And people don't get it, and I'm just like, I don't know, it's just a song from the Greasy Strangler that I put in my head. But it's such a good movie. It's so weird. I really like uh, how fashionable it is randomly, like all the shots. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, There's uh, really good long shots, like, uh, you know, be like a big long, like, uh wall and you'll just see you know michael walking up he's tall and thin with just like his the, the pink stuff on and it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's... <laughs> the pink turtleneck yeah yeah <laughs> i like how it um it's like a rated r napoleon dynamite I, mm, I can see that yeah like that's how i look at it where it's like if you took the world of napoleon dynamite and just made it like x-rated it's that <laughs> like it's so underrated I wish people would watch it. Yeah, I, 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 it's honestly one of my favorite movies too. Uh, favorite. It's just though we, I, you can't even really call it a horror movie. I know he's a strangler, or whatever. It's just this. It's its own unique, weird movie. <laughs> yeah, like the part. And everyone I know either absolutely loves it or just really hates it. No one's just like, eh, it's whatever. It's okay. <laughs> you know, I think you genuinely really love it, or it's definitely not for you. You know what's one movie I watched recently that's probably one of my top five favorite movies? I think I think we talked about this before. Is uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. That movie is so funny. It's definitely the best of the Leprechaun franchise, which I don't think is really a great franchise of films, but Leprechaun in the Hood, I think, is when it really hits its stride. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> It's just like, I don't know. I think it's more people need to watch it. It's absurd. And I like that the leprechaun, sometimes I feel like the leprechaun, you know, in my life. Like, of all the slasher characters, I uh -huh. can relate to leprechaun. Well, Do you have like a pot of gold? or? No, I don't have any gold, but I get offended, oh. you know, and I'm just like, you don't defend the leprechaun. You know, and I'm just like, you offended me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I just, I like, I like that attitude where he doesn't mess with anyone. Uh-huh. If he his gold, or you, like, insult him, then he kills you in a terrible way. Sometimes he doesn't kill you. Sometimes he likes you. <laughs> Sorry to go on. Well, I'm going to stay on your good side. I don't want to be, yeah. a, I don't want to be offensive and get killed here, but yeah. <laughs> oh, never. Yeah. He's, he's less sinful than the sinful dwarf. Well, but yeah. I love the simple door. <laughs> inside, I am the simple door. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all the, the you're all the, the mini characters. You're the sinful yeah. dwarf, a leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the little mini character that people are like, get out of here, and I'm just like, oh, I do you, <laughs> and then I just come back. Yeah, they overlook you because you're you're small, but you, you know, there's a, big things come in small packages. Yeah, true. Or sinful things. Or the most sinful things are in the smallest packages. <laughs> I have all the sin. Uh, <laughs> Walter Mitty, have you seen Layer of the White Worm? I have, but it's yes. been so long I don't remember it very well. well that, that movie has one of the most gory like, parts in it in the end. Like, I won't go into detail. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I don't know what to say about that. But there's like a severed hand part Oh my god, that was very shocking. 
I need to rewatch it. I saw it, honestly, when I was a little kid, and it's pr probably not a movie for a little kid, so I don't think I even really even understood the movie, but yeah. It's basically just like a rated X version, version of like Enya. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the girl just reminded me of that. I'm like, oh, it's just Enya, but rated R, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I was allowed to watch anything since I was a little kid, and I turned out totally fine. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think you turned out with me. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, Tara. And you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm hanging in there. No matter yeah. what I do, my hair gets messy and my skin gets oily, so I'm just like... <laughs> well, if the, the hair gets dry and the skins get oily, you can just, you know, squish... You get like a squeegee yeah. and kind of get up into the hair. and Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm full of good ideas, yeah. Yeah, my hair gets messed up sometimes. There you go. It's messed up. Just put a little in it. <laughs> well, right now it's so hot and like. Oh yeah, it's and now uh, it's it's probably very dry there, very humid where I am. It's humid where you are. Yeah, I live on I live on Cape Cod, so I'm completely surrounded by water, and it's uh, very very humid here. I feel like where you live is like would be the setting of a scream film. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. It's just like beautiful little town, never any crime, never problem, and then like a killer hit. Like, mm -hmm. Like one of those towns. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Got our eyes on you. <laughs> Every once in a while, the uh, especially since I started walk doing my night walks again, and the police will just follow me around sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in their cars, they'll just yeah, like, yeah, just follow me around the town. While I'm walking around. The other night I was walking, and then I uh, I was bringing like a little snack, like a pack of tuna or whatever, or an apple, and I was sitting on a bench, and I always had the earbuds on, listening to an audiobook or music or something. So I don't really pay attention to anything, but I could just feel like someone's watching you, you know. And I looked up, and the car, and the police car was just parked there, just and they were just staring at me, and I just like waved, and they just looked at me, and then drove away, and I was like, they don't even. Wave or nothing is very weird. That is weird. I mean, I think people just don't understand, um, I don't know, I guess like horror artists. We were filming one of the Intimity tapes one time, and one of our like uh, studio neighbors, you know, like the studio we film at, mm -hmm. saw that someone was yelling at somebody and like called the police. But we were just filming like a scene. Mm -hmm. And everyone like freaked out and thought it was real, but we, we, put, we tried to put signs to say, "Hey, filming in progress, there's no death, yeah. no one's dying," you know. But uh, sometimes people think it's real. I guess. Yeah, Year, years ago, I was filming this uh, this a long time ago, and I was filming uh, a Christmas video, a Christmas horror video. And I had my mom actually holding the, the camera, and so I came out of this shed. Uh, dressed as Santa Claus with an axe to go up to the camp, and my neighbor came out like, "What is going on?" Like he thought I was like coming out to like attack my mom with an axe, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> wait, he just like burst out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came running like over her, and it was like snow on the ground, and I was like, "Oh, we're just filming." Something. But it was very funny to me. That is really funny. He thought he was going to be a hero that day. Yeah, yeah. He didn't shoot me or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you will unhand that woman. <laughs> like, you felt very confident to do that. 
Yeah, I guess I should say, I guess that's a nice thing that he was trying to save my mom. True, if it was a real killer, now you know your neighbor has your back. It's true. He was still, like, many feet away, so he probably wouldn't have really done nothing, but... <laughs> but it's a thought that counts, I guess. We used to have a neighbor way back in the day, uh, when we do a lot of photography, who taught, like, martial arts, and we hated everything we did, because we were just doing, like, crazy, you know, right. photos and, and, you know, crazy goth girls running around everywhere, and he was, like, just not having it and would, like, complain about it, but I think secretly he probably just didn't understand that nothing crazy was going on, we're just literally taking photos, you know, and I think yeah. people in their imaginations make it, like, way more crazy than it actually is. They think, like, behind the scenes everyone's just having orgies and stuff. <laughs> and in reality, you're behind the scenes, like, eating Chipotle, you know, <laughs> and, like, being gassy or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd mentioned in the last interview, so Annabelle and I went to a, a horror convention. I think it was Kokomo, some place that doesn't sound like a real city. And uh, and the taxi was taking us there, and they're like, well, what are you doing, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, we're going to a horror movie convention here. And the guy, the driver was like, oh, that's good that they get all, you know, all you guys together so you're not out killing everybody. And I was like, what in the hell is this dude talking about? Just, yeah, like we go, like uh, if we weren't at a horror movie convention, we'd just be out like killing everybody in the streets. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> this year in Phoenix at Mad Monster, it was at the same time as like a business convention, <laughs> and so there's all these like crazy horror fans, and on the elevator, people in like business suits. <laughs> uh -huh. They're just like. like <laughs> <laughs> that was the same way at a Mad Monsters at in Seattle. Uh, at the hotel, it was like a, it was some business thing was going on, and it was the same way. It was like completely different uh, crowds. It's kind of fun because I guess like I oh sorry that's all right a little dog and yeah I know but um it's crazy how when worlds collide you know and sometimes I forget that. Like, I'm only around, you know, people like me, like horror filmmakers and artists that like that stuff. So when I'm around people that aren't, I forget to, like, hold my language back or not say a joke or not, like, uh -huh. reference the sinful door. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's always fun to realize, like, oh, okay, I guess, I, guess I'm part of, like, a cool, you know, crowd, I guess. Yeah, I know. I understand. I'm always wearing a horror shirt or whatever, and I generally don't pay attention to anybody around me. And then, you know, then I sometimes Annabelle say like, "Oh, you're wearing something that like, you know, normal people won't wear." I, was like, oh. I don't. I know. I don't even think about it. But I don't care what someone else is wearing. So. It's true. I'm gonna grab this doll. Yeah. She's being crazy. The one time I uh, went in Boston, uh, we I went up. Hello, Tweak. Am I correct? This is Tweak. She's a little monster. Look She's at very her. cute, I think. This is cute. Hi, Tweak. <laughs> Look at she's just a little crackhead, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever you feed your dogs, it's up to you. No, so as uh, I was in Boston, uh, we were going to go to uh, 
it was in Halloween, and so I had a the zomb, a Zombie 2 shirt, because we were actually going to go see Fabio Fritzi playing live for a movie. And this guy, he's like, Satanist! We we curb stop Satanists here in Boston. I was like, what the hell? He's yelling at me, and he's like, watch your neck, Satanist! And I was like, okay, buddy. But <laughs> it was what? like, it was, yeah, it was crazy. We curb stop <laughs> Satanists. All because of your t-shirt? Yeah, I was wearing a Zombie 2 t-shirt. What? <laughs> and it was Halloween. It was like the week, week before Halloween. <laughs> Definitely, uh, the person had the way wrong idea. <laughs> the one, one other time Halloween, we were driving to Salem, and the, the cop pulled us over, and uh, we were in both in costume, and Annabelle had these white contacts in, and he, he was like, Ma'am, uh, is that your na your natural eye color? And I was like, like they were like completely white, like like no. You think, bro? <laughs> yeah. And like, where are you guys going? And it's like, and it was it was Halloween night, and it's like, is it really that weird that two people are dressed up on Halloween night? Whoa, that's so absurd. Yeah. How weird. Yes. Yeah, and going to Salem, he's like, whoa. Or we were leaving Salem, and there he's like, "What was your business in Salem?" It's like it's Halloween, you know. <laughs> I'm in Salem, Massachusetts. It's a very like iconic town for that, and it's Halloween. Like, yeah. How weird. Yeah, it's very very weird. I get people sometimes will have like an Uber driver that will just be dressed like this, you know, and they're like, "What are you? What are you goth? What are you punk?" <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, I don't know, I'm just me, and they're all like, No punks in here, lady. Hit yeah, the bricks. Like, me. They're like, how many tattoos? How many piercings? I was like, I have no piercings. I have no tattoos. I like them, but I'm just me, uh -huh. I guess. Like, uh, and they, like, can't fathom. They're like, no, you're a goth. And I'm like, no. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say, you know. <laughs> well, what would it matter if you... Are they going to be like, get the hell out of my car. You've got too many tattoos, or... I don't know. <laughs> you know, why, why does it even matter to him? Yeah, it, it's true. It's very strange, but uh, it is what it is, you know? And uh, I guess there's just a group of people that like weird movies and wear weird clothes. And yeah, I have no tattoos either. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm all being like one of them. Where's your tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> Where's your piercings, Neil? I think it. Uh, yeah, I think it. I think it's more rare not to have tattoos and piercings today. Yeah, I think I'm just like really OCD. So if like anything is on me, I'll just like, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't wear like a lot of jewelry or anything like that because I I just don't, or watches or anything. I just don't want stuff. Yeah, like the, the stuff makes me like sweaty, you know. Yeah. So my dogs are being so bad. That's all right. She's being so bad. She just wants to. She wants to join in. Yeah, she has like a, this mortal enemy who's this corgi <laughs> that like every time she hears her, she just is, like goes crazy. So you know, we all gotta have a nemesis. <laughs> who's the nemesis of of Leprechaun? Just like the gold thieves, I guess? The gold thieves? Yeah. I guess people who collect gold and people who are greedy for gold, I guess would be his nemesis. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I love Leprechaun. 
Could we ever see Leprechaun versus Sinful, Sinful Dwarf? Uh, oh, uh. I feel like they would get along. Oh, then they would team up. Yeah, they, they would team up. They could have like a whole, a whole, like the whole, like the a whole group. You know, instead of like uh, the Avengers or whatever, it's like a supervillain group of all the small. Uh, it's all the villains that everyone overlooks, and they all get together. I Maybe like Chucky it. in the area. I like the uh, I like the idea of these like subgroups getting together. I'm gonna try to keep it quiet, <laughs> but I do like the idea of like. Well, because you know how, like, there's a lot of popular art that shows um, Jason and Michael and, like, right. all of them together. I think we need to see a genre that shows Sinfeldorf and Leprechaun and, uh, I don't know, whatever. I think Chucky's, stuff. like, is almost too big to fit in there. So we need, need somebody else. Hmm. We need some kind of weird monster alien thing of some hmm. sort. Oh, maybe, like, a critter. Yeah. Maybe a critter in there, yeah. Yeah, like critters. Or ghoulies or something, yeah. Yeah, the sinful dwarf. <laughs> what a funny movie. One <laughs> <laughs> of the puppets from... Like, how have I never heard of this before? <laughs> well, that's fine then. You can discover it and it's new for you. Uh, I love that. I'm so glad that you've seen and heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was glad that you brought it up. The, that <laughs> spider baby and... Yeah, what other ones? Hmm. I think of other weird, like, underground, like, grindhouse films from back in the day. Oh, this is interesting. AJ says, uh, Sinful Dwarf, Leprechaun, and Bloodsucking Freaks, which if you've not seen Bloodsucking Freaks, I'm a big fan. I haven't seen it. Oh, that would, that would be one I would recommend. I'll, I'll, re I'll remind you to watch Bloodsucking Freaks. What's that one about? Um, it's like this weird, like, sort of S&M kind of club thing. He's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to even explain, but uh, the two, there, there is a dwarf in it too, is why oh. he brought it up. And uh, I'm a bit, it's a wild movie. He has a human table and it's this is very it, bizarre film. Or the little person? Uh, well, the little person, he's the, uh, he's like the sidekick of like the, the weird magician guy. Okay. What did you think of that movie, uh, 31? 31. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I, I was, I thought I would like it better. I do like him a lot. Poncho Moeller. Uh, I've had him on the show several times, and he's a really cool guy. Cool. Do you ever get nervous? Um, well, you mentioned Sid Haig. So Sid Haig was our first guest ever on the show. So there are very, well, our first show was just us. But the first time we had a guest on the show, it was Sid Haig. And uh, so it was my first horror movie interview. That was 2006. And so when we called him, I was, like, nervous because it's the first interview. And um, and it's Sid Haig. And this, you know, this is right after uh, uh, Devil's Rejects had come out. So, you know, it's like a, you know, big, big person. And uh, as soon as we called him, he just talked about, like, he was just there watching TV. And he, the point was, he just seemed like a totally normal person. And so I felt, like, right, you know, felt at ease right away. Like, oh, this is just a guy, you know. And very, uh, very nice guy. Very, always been supportive, too. He was one of the guys who suggested me 
at at fest at conventions to do panels, which was a big plus for me. And so, um, it was a just a a big part of the show because uh, I mean that was a really big guest to have on the very first show. I remember guy. I met him, uh, I think twice at Mad Monster, and he was the only celebrity that I paid for an autograph, and I was so nervous because I had been watching, you know, a lot of his films. Yeah. He was in the big birdcage, right? Um, and like, he's uh, Captain Spaulding. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Don't you like clowns? You know, I always <laughs> the kids when I wear the makeup and they don't get it. <laughs> don't you think we're fucking you have a great laugh for a clown and you also make a great clown I've seen lots of pictures oh, I love clown stuff it's just so fun I feel like it's just like a human makeup like anyone can do it you know I actually saw something once that, that because people think it's a new thing that like people are uh, like the evil clowns where people like have a fear of clowns but that's always been around because there's something about the makeup where it's human but it's not quite human, and so it's it, it like kind of triggers something in your brain that there's something off about it, and so that's yeah. always been around. Like uh, maybe not a fear, but like an uneasy people. A lot of people have always had an uneasy feeling about clowns, and it's because the makeup is human, but it's just kind of like off. Yeah, it's like a caricature. That's a good, yeah, that's a good of word. Like, of, like, human archetypes. Because you can always do the sad clown, you can do the scary clown, you can do the sexy clown, you can do the the hobo clown, you can do, what other kind of clowns are there? The, like, sleazy clown. You know, there's just so many... Yeah, anything, yeah, like a caricature... You take whatever stands out about someone and you, you up it up, you know, you exaggerate it. So it's an exaggerated version of whatever it is. If it's sad, you exaggerate the the frown and the tears. And if you're happy, it's an exaggerated smile. I need to do clown makeup on you. One All right. I'm, I'm for this. What kind of clown am I? I don't know. I would make you a scary clown. All right. You like scary stuff. So. I do. I would make you like scary, like blood coming out and just like evil eyebrows. And all right. Really, all in the eyebrows, you know. I practiced raising the one eyebrow. It took me a while. Wait. I can do this. I can only do the one now. I used to be able to. Do... <laughs> you have very uh wow. You have very uh great eyebrows there. Look at that. I I that seems like I should set that to music. These are the Vulcan eyebrows. That's well, that's pretty wild. And then this is sad. And then one. Very emotive. I had a lot of bored time in the mirror. So <laughs> 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 very emotive eyebrows, and just the where, however you ra raised them or lowered them or different movements, really uh, made you look. You are like a human clown now, basically. Very sad, yeah. So <laughs> expressions. I can do this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah, I can't do anything. No. <laughs> I'm sure I can, but yeah, I can curl my tongue. Let's see. That's pretty good. And you can also curl it upside down. 
I can't do that. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> I would like if someone just tuned into the show right now and it was like eyebrows and then curling oh. tongues. They're like, what is happening? I kind of like it. <laughs> Look at that. It's like a, it's like a jello or something. It's all moving around. Almost looked like a CG. It's a, that you can, wow. What? I don't know. <laughs> you mastered the manipulation of your face. Walter Mitty can wiggle his ears. Oh. I don't think I can. No. I think I can. I know, I have really small ears, so I hate showing them. <laughs> I can't wiggle them. <laughs> I can't. Well, uh, now you have something for you to practice on for next time. The, the wiggle the ears. No, we'll do ear tricks next time. <laughs> 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 Instead of brow tricks. <laughs> Without your head, with your ears, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, with AJ says, like killer clowns from outer space, each one was different and uh, freaky in their own way. Oh, you know, I still need to see that movie. Oh, you've never seen? Uh, that's a really, it's really weird. Um, it's weird that it's it's become like uh, way more popular now than I think it used to be. Oh, look what I found. Oh, the Sinful Dwarf. Look at this. The Blu-ray. Which I should bring up as well. That new Village video has also started selling physical media. Thank you for saying that. And yes, we have. Uh, we're selling Blu-ray. Some of our titles. Uh, I don't want to reveal the names. But some of our titles we are putting on Blu-ray exclusively on us. So, uh, check them out. That's awesome. Well, That's very that exciting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. So, check it out. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. yeah you get it. I like I like the hand movements. But now that we're in the smaller box, you got to keep them yeah, in here, not out here, because now people don't know what the hell is. Hey. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you do the small box? This? I put the elbows to the side. And just yeah, that's it. what I was doing, actually. It's like, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the robot dance. Doing, yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite or film? Beep, beep, beep. What is my favorite? <laughs> That's a, if you are asking that as an actual question, favorite horror film? Yeah. It really depends on my mood, which is something I do like about horror movies. Is you know, if, if I want to watch like a just some crazy and lots of gore and stuff, I, I like that kind of stuff. I like a horror comedy, like a thoughtful movie. Uh, but if I had to narrow it down to a few, it's definitely Creep Show. I'm a big fan of Creep Show. I have the. This is the first um, VHS tape my mom ever bought me when I was a kid. The original oh, Creep Show oh. in the clamshell, and uh, which and they were expensive back in the '80s, and so I've always loved Creep Show because it's a great combination of uh, it's funny. It's great, great stories, uh, cool monsters. So I, I like it. I think it's one of the better anthologies where all the anthologies are really good. And I love the Universal Monster movies. And I really also a big fan of Dawn of the Dead. I think that's the best zombie movie, the original Dawn of the Dead. What about the remake? I'm not huge on it. I know a lot of people really like the remake. I think if it was called something else, I would probably like it more. But I love the original Dawn of the Dead, so then when they remake it, I'm like, 
biased against it because it's a remake. What about uh, The Last of Us? Have you seen that? Yeah, one? that's that's good. Um, there's some good modern uh, zombie movies because I think to stand out, you got to kind of think out of the box. Yeah, zombie movies scare the hell out of me, uh, but I love them. Um, okay, so you said about three films, I think. Yeah, how about yourself? <coughs> um, so I got a dry throat. That's all right. <laughs> um, ooh, it's hard to say. I love, um, like, action horror, especially, like, I love werewolf movies. I oh, actually, I love that movie. It follows a lot. Oh, okay, that's a that's a recent movie. That was very original it. too. Yeah, that one's good. I love um, even though it's not a horror film, uh, to me it is one. Aliens. Oh uh, yeah, I I'm more of an alien, but Aliens is great too. Aliens is great, but Alien. Wait, wait, Alien is good, but Aliens. Um, I guess it just shows more of the chestburster. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more action movie. I think Alien is more really like a horror movie set in, on a spaceship, and then Aliens is much more action. You've got a lot of lot of uh, like uh, just a lot more aliens going on. Yeah, I love sci-fi uh, horror a lot, like space horror. Like, oh, I love that movie randomly. Um, uh, what's it called? Damn, it went out of my head. Uh, it starts with a P. It's not Prometheus, even though I love that. Oh, um, Pandorum. Hmm, I don't think I've seen Pandorum. You haven't seen Pandorum? Hmm. What? It's so good. It's like, uh, I think it's from, like, 2009, maybe? Like, I could be wrong. I'm gonna look oh, this up. I'm gonna cheat. Really good acting. It's like a space horror film. There's, like... Animal aliens and gore and action. Dennis Quaid? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that movie scares the hell out of me. Every I don't time think I've it. ever seen this movie. Oh my god, please watch it. Please. I will. Please let me know what you think. I really like it. Very disturbing. I won't I won't spoil the end, but it has a twist. And it's really good. Um so yeah, I don't know. I like AJ has a Ben Horizon, that's a good one. Event Horizon so good. I love that. Especially the uh, um, director's cut version. Because didn't they have original? Yeah, it's good. It, it, it explains a lot more. Yeah, it shows more of the gore and what have you. I actually really like the remake of The Evil Dead that came out, I believe. I like it too. It was really good. I, I actually, I, th I really like all the Evil Dead movies, but I like the Evil Dead, uh, the remake too. And I thought it was smart to make a different, because if you remade it and then you had an, if you had a new Ash, like that's never going to work because everyone's going to compare him to, to the original. And so they went a really different uh, version with, you know, a different way. It's more, more of a horror movie. It's got some comedy in it, but it's not overtly comedy like, uh, like Evil Dead 2 is. I liked it. And I, I like it too way more disturbing than Evil Dead Rising. Even though I liked that movie too. I loved Evil Dead Rising. I thought it was great. But Yeah, I liked it too. I, 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 I still I like the remake uh better as well. And yeah. it's got a great uh great scene where she's like cutting their arm off. Uh, with the with the uh meat cutter thing, the meat yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. I like, um, I mean, I just like them all. Like, so I would say definitely those are some of my favorite movies randomly. And also, um, I don't know. I like, uh, I recently watched all the Hellraisers. Uh, oh, yeah. And we, a few, several years ago, we did uh, Hellraiser Month, and we had like, uh, we had Doug Bradley and all the original Cenobites on. And so I watched all, I had seen them probably all, but I watched them all in a row. Just to, it was interesting. Some of the ones that, uh, the first one's still the best, but uh, some of the ones that people don't like, I actually thought were pretty good. Like yeah. for, the fourth one, like it's a lot of hate, but I watched it again. I was like, no, it's actually a good movie. Yeah, like they never don't deliver on the gore and like the practical effects on those movies. So I like that. I even like the latest one. Now, the first one they made without Doug Bradley, I thought was really awful. But then they, I think it's, well, the newest one is, I don't mean the very newest one. That one was fine. But uh, I think it's Judgment. And um, it's a really bizarre movie. They try to do some different stuff with it. And I thought it was uh, it was really good. I, I, I think it's called Judgment. I haven't seen that one, but I'll check it out, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not Doug Bradley as, uh, as Pinhead. But it's it's good. I'll give it a chance. You know, um, yeah. I really, I really like uh, another one of my favorites is probably uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah, the third, the third. Uh, that's definitely the best of the sequels of. Uh, and I think why so many people and why that one really like stands out is because unlike a lot of slasher movies where you're just rooting for the the killer really to kill everybody you yeah. actually like the uh, you actually like the kids in the in in dream wars and they all work together uh, which I think is is a good aspect of that movie and so then when you actually like them you actually feel bad when they get killed and and the kills are fun at the same time but you actually you know want them to win unlike a lot of movies you just really want to see how they get killed it's true Especially, um, like, the early 2000s slasher movies. I think they did a really good job of that. Where you just want to see everyone die. There's, like, one character you like, and everyone else you like. Oh. It's almost you got, either they're annoying and you want them to die, or you don't care at all. They're just there to get killed, you know? Yeah. Like, all the, like, Final Destination movies, and I know what you did last summer. You're like, oh, it's okay. Can't wait to see how that one dies. And then they always got terrible, and you're like, oh my god. And then you feel bad for them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you actually care about the character, then it means more when, when stuff starts happening to them. It's true. I always hate when they make the character too sympathetic. Like, for whatever reason, in um, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I hated when he killed Danny Trejo. When he's like, I was good to you, Mikey. It's like, why did you kill him? He was good to you. But I guess he's evil, you know? Right, right. It gets over, the, yeah. It puts over that. You can't, even because that movie is interesting because you actually start to they they make the characters more human in that one, the, the family, and then so you actually kind of start to like them in their own weird way, and then, but that's the same, it's almost like making the audience question themselves why they're like rooting for, for the bad guy, or rooting yeah. for the anti-hero. True. But, uh, like, why do, Why are we interested in Charles Manson? Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess we just like the anti girls. I guess I guess we're just edge boards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how fun. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, so that was a lot of movies. I mean, I, I like, uh, so, sometimes we do these list shows. We'll do a list sometime, our top 13 horror movies, and you can be part of it. And we'll, and we'll get everyone involved, Troy and, every, and Annabelle and everybody, and we'll come here with her. Yay! Talk. That would be so fun. Yeah. That. And it would be fun because everyone would have much different, you know, uh, opinions. And... Yeah. And I'll wear the red blazer. All right, fair enough. I'll wear. I'll, I'll get the top hat out. I might get it kind of hot right now, but yeah, it's a little hot. But I'll just put a fan on me, you know, and have like dramatic hair. Well, there, yeah, that would be very cool. I don't have anything to blow around. So. All right, just blow the beard. <laughs> for, I'll have to grow it out. Yeah, straighten it, moisturize it. I have to get some beard tips here. If I could grow a beard, I would perm it. <laughs> I would want it to look like a Grecian god beard, and I would like make it permed and with like perfect curls, and I'd be very arrogant. <laughs> I like that you've really put a lot of thought into this. I have, I really have. I see. I feel like it kind of fits in with the whole leprechaun vibe that you'd be very arrogant about the beard and. That's like my inner thing. It's like a little leprechaun. It's like yeah. a bearded leprechaun. Yeah, Gimli the dwarf. You know, like I'm just, I want to be that, but I can't. Well, I, I'll always think of you as a, as a bearded leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add it to the nicknames. I have many nicknames for you. I am the bearded leprechaun. <laughs> the bearded leprechaun. I don't even know if that's something like is is a is a good thing, but you know, why not? Hey, I I think it's good. Yeah, well, there you go. That's all that matters. I'll take it. <laughs> all right, very good. Yeah. So, what else is new on uh, New Village Video? Oh, well, just uh, releasing Murder Size, which is only available there. Yeah, and exclusive. That's it. very exciting, and I do want people to uh, check it out because it. I have not seen it yet, honestly, but it looks very fun, and uh, and it uh, you know it's a cool independent film. A lot of cool people involved. The New Village Video has exclusive uh, streaming right now. Yeah, you'll love it. It's it's so fun. And one thing I like about um, AMP Productions, their films they did Slasherette Party as well. It's all the comedy, you know. Like I love when people do horror and com comedy together. That's always really fun. Um, really, yeah. those are the two the two best things to watch with people because, uh, you know, comedy you're gonna laugh, and horror a lot of times you make noise, and so I think it, it adds to the like the atmosphere of to watch because it's like you don't want to sit around and cry watching Schindler's List together, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, horror comedy it's got it's got the two things that I think are more interactive in a in a movie experience. Yeah, very uh, stimulating. Yes. You yes. know, I like films that are stimulating in every way, where the music is, like, going, and there's color, and the characters are crazy, and um, you don't know what's going to happen next, you know? I like that kind of stuff. So, um, we have that, and then we're going to be selling Blu-rays very soon, so keep an eye out for that, and they'll be exclusive with us. Very cool. So, uh, we're also going to be making a feature film in-house this year so be prepared 
for madness and gore and you know just craziness that's very exciting yeah trust i'm happy for you guys thank you and it's and always I, nice to see you're very passionate about all this oh hell yeah yeah it's like i dream it i wake up in it it's, it's my life you know i literally have nightmares sometimes about being on your show and like farting or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Next time I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have some cued in. I'll just play them. No, don't. Don't <laughs> <laughs> make my nightmare come true. <laughs> it's an amazing laugh, by the way. Oh, thank you. I have to keep like my maniac laugh. It like scares small. I say let it go, let it fly. I let it go. I've had the right. cops called on me before. Really? Yeah, I've been at parties <laughs> and where I'm all like in the backyard. And people call the cops. They're like, "You guys keep it down." I'm just like, I'm sorry, like I can't "Can it. you please have less fun?" Yeah, yeah, I don't laugh. I roar. You know, so well, it is what it is. Yeah, please stop having fun. <laughs> You're making all of us intimidated by your mirth. <laughs> yeah, so, watch yourself on New Village video. Yeah, check it out. Do it. I like and, the point. Uh, yeah. Have have some fun. You know. Yeah. Boom. With my large hands. I have like very large hands. As you can see. I do not. Well, I have large hands for both of us. So Alright, fair enough. Yeah. That was a cool <laughs> move, yeah. I'm holding on to my coffee. I'm trying to show off all my moves, my yeah. eyebrow moves. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, very talented young lady here. Oh, thank you. So how so how was the Mad Monster experience? Oh, it's so fun. Uh, one of the craziest things about it is seeing people this year that normally I've never seen at conventions before like that. Like more, I guess, like normal people, you know? And so it's really fun because it shows that it's growing, that the audience is growing more and more, that people are more hungry for yeah. uh, independent content and hungry for writing house and exploitation. I think on uh, Terrifier 2... Has helped a lot in that because it's this should be this really underground because it's super graphic and stuff, but it played theatrically and it did so well, it kept playing, and I think more normal people got to see that and were into it, and now they're trying to seek out some other you know weird things. Yes, it's a good gateway drug. Yes, into the underground. So uh, I would say that was one of the best takeaways for Mad Monster this year. And um, a lot of people were very interested in the Blu-rays. Um, That's good, too, because, you know, a lot of people say, you know, the death uh, of physical media and stuff. But I think especially, I think horror, really, because um, people want, you know, and, and, and the Blu-ray usually has, like, some cool specials that you can't, you can't you know, get somewhere else. And, and, and uh, horror people like to collect, collect it, too. So I think there's a lot of value there. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, it's really good. I think, I think there's a new uh, scene forming, you know, uh, in the underground film world of um, new content, new type of horrors, new type of violence, new type of everything um, that's emerging. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how all of it goes the next couple of years, you know, so we shall see. Very cool. And I wish I could have made it, but uh, I did not, unfortunately. 
I feel very bad that I saw okay. pictures. And... Well, but it's okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but for reals, you should come out, see uh, the Phoenix Mad Monster. It's really fun. Uh, there's a lot of good vendors there, too, actually. Yeah, I that's thought... always a fun thing, too. Is uh, I know I, think, I believe Clay Guy was there. I've known him for a long time. He makes the little Clay figures of all kinds of cool people. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I love it. It's just a great community. Great fun. Um, the place to get a lot of cool shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got an Evil Dead shirt. Oh, nice. There, it's so badass. Um, they sell, like, flannels. And then the back has, like, a Franken-Hooker logo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just really unique things and really good quality stuff. So, anyone out there in Phoenix, you should go to Mad Monster next year. Yeah, I know it's very hot, but you're gonna probably gonna be inside most of the time. So, yes. get out of the heat and, and and have a good time with a bunch of crazy people. Yeah. I mean that in the best way possible. Hey, you know what? Crazy's at least it's not boring. There you go. I Who wants? Be... You don't want to hang out with boring people. Oh hell no! Who does? You know. So, what a good. Yeah. Hang out I'm with bearded leprechauns, and that that's gonna be a much better time. Bearded leprechaun. <laughs> right. <laughs> and sinful dwarfs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I guess I, 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 I could be a sinful dwarf, maybe. <laughs> we all have it within us. <laughs> we do, we do. I'll have to find my, my inner sinful dwarf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that could be... That could, when you when you do a little clown makeup, maybe you can think of a, of a sinful dwarf. That could be... Oh, yeah. my, I and oh, not I the movie, excited. just like a, a sinful dwarf. Whatever that means to you. Okay. Right. Done. Challenge accepted. All right. Remember this. Yeah. I will. I won't forget. You better not. <laughs> well, this has been very fun. The time flew by. It did. Where did the time go? What the hell? Yeah. So we'll have to do this again more often if you're up for it. Yes. I'll bring the blazer. I'll bring the little dog. Yes, I like Tweak. It's good to see oh, Tweak. Yeah. She just sit on my lap, like tap dancing for some reason. Yeah. Seems like the thing to do. Yeah, she's just a crazy little dog, little critter. Yeah. Probably why I love her. So yeah, seems yeah. kind of similar to to somebody else I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yes, thank you for having me on as always. And, of course. Thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah, check out Murder Size. Rent it on newvillagevideo.com. And check out the madness and the mayhem and the murder. And the spandex. Yeah, oh yeah. And, there, and you know, not that I notice these, these kind of things, but watch the trailers a lot and, you know, nice uh, posteriors as well in the movie. Very nice posteriors. Mm -hmm. and That's a classy movie. way to say it. What's, what's the opposite of that? What would you call it? Some nice booty, I guess. I like there's exterior and well, posterior and would it be exterior? I don't know. I'll think of it. Interior? I don't know. But interior, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a wholly different, that's a really different kind of movie. We, we yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, thank you. And thank you. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna we're gonna play us out with the music of the month. The antibodies cool tune and we'll be back next week and there, um, I'm not sure if the Murder Size interview probably won't be live but it'll be recorded and it'll be up sometime next week 
So everyone out there, it's your homework. Go to New Village Video and watch Murder Size and send in some fun questions and then check out the interview next week when we talk about it. I dare you. Do it. And if Tara dares you, you have to do it. It's like the double dog dare in, um, in the Christmas movie. Story. Christmas Story. There we go. Of I double dog dare you to the death. Yes, yes. And here we don't stick your tongue on a on a pole. Instead, watch Murder Size. Yes. It's a much more. It's, you yeah, let it's us know fun. what you think. What was that? Let All us right. know what you think about exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Let us know what you think. All <laughs> right, here we go. I think I have it played up. Here we go. Treehouse Club in the backyard. Santa plastic horror film starts. Message from Mr. L. U. Card. Do you think Wolfman's got nards? You know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? Come on, it's